warning. Pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long run time as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cock thistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 195. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and it's all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Hi, it's Nick Swartzen, and welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers. <gasps> Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. All right, guys, this is uh, episode 195, and it's our San Diego Comic-Con 2017 episode, and we are joined none other by third week in a fucking row. I'm going to play his bumper and blow your goddamn mind if I can find the thing. Here we go. Straight out of England and into your ear pussies. He's a motherfucking Jedi. It's Dan West. Holy shit, Dan West is joining us again for the third week in a row. The trifecta, Dan West, talk to us, man. Bono, Stacy. How guys, how's it going? Yeah, man, it's good to have you back. Good to have you back. Frank is not with us this week. Um, Yeah, uh, Frank is actually not going to be joining us for the near future. Uh, No, don't worry, everybody, I didn't piss him off. Didn't piss him off. I didn't, I didn't scare away another host, everybody. Oh, my God. Brian's an asshole. Nobody wants to work with him. Can't keep a host on this show because Brian's such a dick. No. Frank uh, Frank has got some things that he needs to take care of, and we want to uh, have our listeners send him some well wishes. So uh, send Frank some well wishes. He's, he's in good health. Don't worry, everybody, except for, like, the back problems and things like that. He's just got some things going on, and we love the guy, and we want him to – uh, be able to take this time off, take advantage of the time off, and when he comes back, which he will, I'm gonna make him fucking come back one way or the other. When he comes back, he will be, uh, even better. So that's, 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 that's a, something really good to look forward to. So. For sure. We love you, Frank. We really do. Yeah, so yeah. Send get him your stuff together and come back to us. But in the meantime, we're gonna make Dan, Le- Dan West a leftover, right? <laughs> hey man, I I no, I threw it out there like uh, a couple years ago. I said, "Hey, when Dan West is in the United States, I want him to be a leftover." Now when he leaves the fucking country, <laughs> privilege gone. You guys said yeah. no. You guys said no. You guys nixed uh, me yeah, on that I shit. I shut that shit down. Yeah, you did. <laughs> He really did. And I also shut it down by saying I don't want the fucking responsibility. So You know what's amazing about you, Dan, is you're so goddamn humble. That's the thing. You're so fucking humble because you still just want to be a private in the leftover army and that's that's 
fucking amazing. Cause like, no, I'm just fucking lazy, dude. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. You, you're fucking James Cameron over there with your fucking camera recording people and shit. Shut the hell up, lazy. Get out of here. Get out of here. No, we, we, we love you too. And thank you so much for joining us for SDCC 2017. Yeah, wow. it's going to be a fun one. Well, no, 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 no. Don't know. No. It, it, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Is it? It should be. It should be. Is this our fourth time covering I think so. Comic-Con? I think this is either the fourth or the fifth. I can't keep them straight. Yeah, it's my anniversary. Even... My what? anniversary of listening to you guys. Yeah, we did is the first. Really? Yeah, first San Diego Comic Con was the first show that I ever listened to. That was yeah, that's right. Uh, 2013. So this is appropriate to have you on. So 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. This is our fifth. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. This is our this is our San Diego Comic Con nickel episode. Nickelback is <laughs> no. uh, I, now it's not fun anymore. <laughs> oh, now I'm having flashbacks to Spider Man Two. Uh, oh, yeah. That's the worst part about Spider-Man 2. Hey, Jake, I want to welcome you back, you son of a bitch. Yeah, thanks for having me back. It's been a rough couple of weeks. Um, my mom passed a few a few weeks ago, and yeah. I'm still dealing with that and everything. And I plan on talking a bit more about that and the party that we have for 4th of July on this podcast. But for now, I'm just kind of trying to have fun, and I'm excited to kind of not think about that for a little bit and nerd out with you guys about all the San Diego Comic Con news and stuff over the last few days. Absolutely. So. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you this question. When are you gonna start recording the Daily Dough on bumpers again? Cause it's actually. The Daily, the Daily Dough will make, will make its valiant return very soon. I, I was Less just, than two weeks. I was just gonna say it's more like the Daily Don't Ever Record a Fucking Episode. I know, I know. <laughs> I actually, truth be told, there's actually two in the hopper. Yeah. I'm just kind of waiting until I, I'm, feeling it to like, that I can do that every day again and I'm just kind of back into the normal swing of things with my life so awesome yeah well uh, I know a lot of people are big fans of that bumper so definitely get uh, get your ass recording again and uh, yeah cool uh, yeah I, I ended that I ended that like a fucking pro didn't I that was good that was good <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. I, hit the mute, I hit the mute button while I was applauding <laughs> yeah that was, that was real sincere on my end um, guys, stick around for the end of the episode this week. Uh, after the end music, uh, I'll be reviewing. I recorded it, uh, shit, yesterday? Yeah, last night. Uh, I'm reviewing Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets with, uh, special guest Joe Martin. So that's after the end music of this episode. Um, also, oh, when nice. I- Speaking of Daily Doe, that's my co-host. Oh yeah, Joe Martin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it all comes back full circle. Um, <laughs> that's weird, weird. You're such a pro. I remember, yeah, I am. Hey, you know, remember when you said this was going to be a great episode, a fun episode? <laughs> you done fucked up. Hey, the only thing that could make this even better is if you swallow your tongue because you're a fucking liar. Um, I'm still skeptical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also wanted to plug uh, one of our listeners, uh, actually a couple of our listeners. Uh, it's uh, Rebecca Daling and uh, Paul. I don't know his last name. He goes by Paul, uh, Eduardo Pablo, right? Uh, that's yeah. Mr., Mr. Paul Hart. Yeah, Paul Hart. Yeah, I, I want to. I want to plug. Uh, I want to plug them because they're doing their own podcast, the Animated Batcast. That's covering Batman, the animated series, and all things Batman. 
and it's available on iTunes. And uh, I'm going to be on an episode with them here. I think I'm recording next Sunday with them, so definitely check that out. We're going to be talking about the Mask of the Phantasm. So that's oh, that's awesome, cool, nice. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to join them for the uh, Scarecrow episode. Nothing to fear. Oh, nice. Very cool. Very cool. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan of that show. Love the Batman the Animated Series. Uh, last week, if you did not, if this is your first time listening, uh, last week, I want you to go back and listen to it. This is fucking, this is the truth. This is the God honest truth. We had a guest fall asleep on the podcast. (laughs) Gotta fucking listen to this thing. This is just, I don't know if this is like a first in podcasting. But this shit fucking happened, and it was mind blowing. I couldn't believe it. Like, and people uh, fall asleep listening to podcasts all the time. I don't. I don't know that there's another occasion where people fall asleep while actually recording the podcast. Dude, one minute I'm talking about Star Wars and Porgs, the next minute fucking uh, Luther Shaver has fallen asleep, dude. It was. I didn't like. And the fucked up thing is, like, I review War for the Planet of the Apes while he's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And I know it happened on uh, episode 194, which is why I've christened that episode, episode 190 snore. That is what 190 it will, snore. Uh, yes. That's brilliant. Yes. That's what it will be known as. All right, guys. So we are going to be jumping into, you know, no good pop, bad pop this week. I'm going to be talking about some things that I watched. Uh, next week, I did watch the big movie that came out, uh, The Big Sick. And, uh, with, uh, what's his name? Kumail Nanjiani. Um, yes. And I also watched the, uh, Image Revolution, the documentary on Amazon Prime, uh, about Image Comics and the formation of that company. So, you can watch that, and then next week, you can listen to me talk about it. Alright, so. No, no Dunkirk for you yet, Brian? No Dunkirk. I'm, in, I'm going to, I want to see that in IMAX. I've, I've kind of made up my mind. That I'm going to go see it in IMAX, so i got to drive 45 minutes away to go see it. And I think it's well worth it to go see it in IMAX. That's the way it was filmed, and I think that's the way Christopher Nolan wants you to see it. When Christopher Nolan speaks, I, I listen. Like, I yeah. Yes, yes. He's got <laughs> a very commanding voice. Yeah, he does. A lot of good reviews on that so far, so uh, sounds like it's going to be amazing, dude. Yeah, definitely can't wait to talk about that. We're going to jump into uh, a lot of San Diego Comic-Con news. I am going to let everybody know I was out all day today. I woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning, left for work at 6. I literally got home at 9.15, 9.20. Really haven't had a lot of time other uh, to look into the news today. So some of this news is news to me. And so we're going to be going over it. A lot of it kind of like live, like a lot of this Saturday news um, is going to be news to me. I did see the Thor Ragnarok trailer, and I did see the Justice League trailer. We're going to be talking about those. But let's jump into the pop culture leftovers news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a lift of a news, and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. All right, uh, let's see here. Gangster as fuck news this Man, week. We got we got all the way to the news without taking a break. This is like our best episode yet. I know. We skipped good <laughs> pop, bad pop. It's crazy. We skipped the good pop, bad pop this week. Let's see here. I want to get to... Uh, this this announcement, I was uh, I don't know what you guys were thinking, and and, and this I knew we were gonna gonna get an announcement from Todd McFarlane, uh, Todd McFarlane about uh, the Spawn movie. You know he's been working oh, yeah. on this, you know, kind of for years. He's been teasing this, 
And, uh, you know, heard the rumors that he's been wanting to make a movie for about $10 million or less. That's come out within the last couple weeks. And then he gets uh, on Facebook Live. I'm going to go ahead and play the announcement right here off my phone. This is, hopefully it'll come through. But before I do, I want to introduce you to my good pal, Kevin Smith, because he's part of the, the Spawn world right now with me, working on Sam and Twitch for BBC America. Cross your fingers. Hopefully that gets going. He's writing, producing. Never mind. Gonna direct mind. It. Tell it's going to go. News. My news, though, is that we have just signed, if you like the movie Insidious, if you like the movie uh, Paranormal Activity, if you like the movies The Purge, and recently, if you like Split, or if you like Get Out by Jordan Peele, all of those movies have one thing in common. They were all produced by one man in his production company, Blumhouse Productions, and Jason Blum did all those movies. And we just signed him last yesterday, and we've the, the ink is just dry, and we've gone from the theoretical, no more theoretical. We're now making movies. This we're going to go. We're definitely We're going. Blumhouse, Blumhouse, Spawn, Spawn, Badass, R. It's coming. Get ready for it. We're going into production. We'll give you all the updates. Follow us soon. That's the news. No more talking. It's time to do Todd out. Bye. Guys, guys, guys. <laughs> Todd out. Todd out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, guys. Todd McFarlane. Teaming up with Blumhouse Studios, I mean, you think about a guy, I just watched the image revolution, you think about a guy that kind of like went off and did his own thing, Blumhouse Studios has kind of gone off and done their own thing, uh, you know, contrary to what Hollywood is doing with movies, you know, you've got a lot of big blockbusters mm -hmm. out there, and then you've got this studio called Blumhouse Studios, when they first came out, they're making movies for $5 million or less, these horror movies, and these movies, even if they don't like blow up, they're still making their money back. I mean, people go see cheap horror films, and typically, I'd say every one of these movies has been a huge success for this studio. I think The Visit was, like, the biggest budget film they had, maybe, with the $10 million. I'm, I'm around there. But what are you guys thinking about uh, Todd McFarlane, Spawn, and Blumhouse Studios? Jake? Uh, you know what? I was super excited about all of this, like, fist-pumpingly excited. And then the big uh-oh to me was the announcement that Todd McFarlane himself would be directing this film. Mm, is that – oh, see, I haven't even read that. Interesting. Yeah. And, I mean, I maybe I'm yeah. wrong. I, I, you know, I'm willing no. to give it the benefit of the doubt. But it does leave me a little worried and skeptical. And I mean, it, I love Todd and I think he's a yeah. great creator. But it, this is his first time directing any – any kind of movie well, or anything. Rest assured, rest assured, Jake. I mean, he said he's going to get great advice from uh, the guy joining him in that video, Mr. Kevin Smith, who's been just tearing it up lately. Yeah, that's uh, – oh, man. It scares me. I can't help but think of um, – Frank Miller. Uh, what was that garbage Frank Miller movie? The Spirit. Yeah, you're on the same page as me. Yes. The, the Spirit. The yeah. Spirit. So, gosh dang it. We were so close, and hopefully it's still going to be a good Spawn movie. But, yeah. man. Oof, McFarlane directing. I don't, I don't know. Why could it have not been James Wan? Dan, what are you thinking? Uh, I love the way that Kevin Smith actually stole the fucking drop from him in the video. <laughs> he couldn't help himself, so Kevin Smith comes in and launches, Spawn, we're talking about Spawn! Like, even before Todd McFarlane fucking said it, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think it's great news. Uh, I literally watched uh, Get Out yesterday for the first time and uh it was 
fucking fantastic. A, yeah. a great movie, yeah. and I've seen The Visit as well, which was, you know, it was that it was M Night again, wasn't it? Yeah, so. it was M Night. But the problem is, it's Todd McFarlane directing. It's not Jordan Peele directing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <now laughs> Todd McFarlane sounds like such a shill when he's just like listing all those movies like that. I mean, I get it that the studio produced all those movies, but it's they're not. All those creators aren't directly responsible for this Spawn reboot. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it, that was a little bit concerning. You saying that, Jake, that he's going to be directing? I have to admit, but I mean, you know, this is a kind of wait and see thing. See what develops like over time. See who's like gets on board, what actors are involved, and things like that. Because it could be great. Because uh, so many movies nowadays have got such a ridiculous fucking budget. Maybe some of the kind of creativity gets lost because they have this, you know. 150 200 million dollar budget and where they could be doing stuff practically they do it like in cgi instead so if this has got like quite a kind of conservative budget then we might be seeing a lot more like creative uses of practical effects so yeah no i'm super excited man big spawn fan so should be good now okay um both of you have you seen the uh the short film i believe it's maybe seven to ten minutes that came out four or five years ago i believe four years ago we actually covered it on uh pcl when it first came out i believe it's uh from sweden it's a it's a fan-made spawn film uh kid in the grocery store and you know creepy clown you get to see spawn with the chain some cool cgi um i mean real low budget i mean that I thought that's the best Spawn movie I've seen, and I know except for like the HBO animated shit is good, but I thought oh, yeah, like the cartoon was very well done. Yeah, the cartoon is great, but I'm saying like as far as like live action stuff, I'll take five minutes of that over you know two hours of the uh, the the Spawn film that we got back in the '90s. Even though I love John Leguizamo in that movie, I thought he was really good. Yeah, I have not revisited that movie in a long time, but I, yeah. I I did not love it, that's for sure. I've seen it three times. I've seen it uh, once in the theaters. I left disappointed, and then I watched it again when they came out with the R-rated cut, and then I maybe watched it again like 10 years ago, which was the original theatrical version. But, uh, yeah, you can't do Spawn PG-13. I guess the news of an R rating has me excited, but, yeah, Jake, I, I, I too, had, like, flashbacks of frank miller doing the spirit and i was just like oh man todd mcfarlane directing i you know i I don't know about this this is not this is uh, it's not promising i'm i don't know yeah i'm excited to see a trailer and i'm sure todd mcfarlane has a lot of a lot of friends in the field that he can look to for kind of advice you know cutting his teeth doing this thing yeah. So maybe maybe it'll, maybe it'll end up okay. I'm hoping. All right, guys. Uh, next story. This news comes from THR. Uh, Andy Muschietti, uh, who directed the upcoming film version of Stephen King's It, has been tapped to develop and helm Sony's adaptation of the anime Robotech, featuring giant armored warriors. Um, I don't think that this is a, I love Robotech. You know, Ryan Drost of the, uh, Star Joe's podcast sent me the entire Robotech collection on DVD and I loved it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Robotech is a great, um, story. I love these giant mechs and things like that. But with the lackluster box office that we got from 
Transformers The Last Night and with Pacific Rim performing great overseas, especially in China, but not like blowing up here in the U.S., um, and then we find out just recently that the Bumblebee spinoff is going to get a very – a much lower budget than the Transformers films. Do you think people are suffering robot fatigue, giant robot fatigue, and maybe this is not the best announcement for Sony right now? Yeah, I think that – I think you're absolutely on to something here. I would definitely – if I were them, it would be smart to wait and kind of see what happens with Pacific Rim 2. I mean, they've got, they've got the perfect litmus test coming out. Yeah, yeah. To see if people are going to care about a new IP with big, giant robots. You know, yeah. Do you think John – fighting each other. Do you think John Boyega being in uh, Star Wars, uh, The Force Awakens, and then the upcoming Star Wars, The Last Jedi – do you think he's enough to pull audiences in, Dan? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not too sure because I did watch the trailer for Pacific Rim 2 as well, like the teaser trailer. Yeah, the teaser. Um, yeah, man, it looks like it does look like they're kind of presenting it in a totally different way from from the original. Uh, and I mean, as amazing as uh, John Boyega is, I don't think that he has enough kind of like clout to get people into the into the cinemas, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, he's incredible in Star Wars and but everything that I've seen him in, like Attack of Block. And um, I mean, he was even in a Netflix film, The Circle. I watched that recently with Netflix, Emma Watson. And- it, it actually, Netflix bought that movie. That movie was actually made before he was even in The Force Awakens, I believe. It was... Wow. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah, Netflix bought the rights to it and then put it on there. He's also going to be in that upcoming movie, Detroit, which I believe comes out in August. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm kind of like leaning towards that. It's, it's one of those things though. The, the question I have for you guys is like, maybe it didn't perform well in theaters, but did it have enough people watching it after the fact? Has it built an audience now? Uh, after the fact to where like people have been able to see it streaming, people have been able to, uh, word of mouth talk about Pacific Rim, um, to where. No, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it really gained that kind of a cult following, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. To me. Yeah. And, and I tend to side with Dan, and it, I think it seems like you agree with Dan too, that I don't think Boyega is yet like that kind of star where just yeah. putting his name at the top of a poster is going to get you that much more box office. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So, uh, I, there's no writer attached to this. Uh, Sony is though. I'm hearing, uh, it's being reported that Sony's wanting to make this a franchise and it is a very high priority film for them. So I can see them kind of fast tracking this. Um, Frank and Jihan Agrama, who produced the original series, are also involved in this. So that should uh, make fans of the original series uh, a little bit happy that they've got people involved in this that actually uh, care for the Robotech uh, franchise. I, I, I really do think it's I – th- I think Robotech is something that I would love to see on the big screen. Um, it kind of blows my mind that we're going to get a live-action Robotech if this does continue to go forward – before we get a live action Voltron. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's crazy that all these studios are like turning around and saying, we want to make a franchise out of these movies instead of doing, you know, like, like a 
like a one-off movie, see how it does, and then you know yeah. carry on with the franchise from there because they're I kind of it. pinning all their hopes on like the first part of a story. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's just the whole machine of it all, Dan. Like it, it takes so much time to make a movie that if it, they almost have to set up the franchise immediately so they can start churning the next one out before everyone signs a different dotted line and they're off making yeah. some different thing. Let's you know? start talking about Fantastic Four 2 before Fantastic Four comes out, the Josh Trank. Let's start talking about King yeah. Arthur going five, you know, movies deep before yeah. the first one just bombs in theaters and Guy Ritchie makes people hate that fucking character. I don't know, yeah. man. It's, that, that, yeah. This is what I mean, man. It just, it just, it's, they're kind of making movies backwards now. I mean, you know, not everybody's doing this, but yeah. it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it just seems stupid because especially if you're doing like a first movie with the intention of doing two to three to four sequels, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be leaving story out in these, which will, you, you plan to put in the next ones. And that original film's going to suffer because yeah. you're not going to be able to watch just like one, one, you know, episode of the, the saga or anything. So it's kind of, yeah. Everybody wants to be the next MCU, the next Avengers. Everybody wants to be the next Fast and Furious. Everybody wants to be the next Mission Impossible. Everybody wants to be the next James Bond. I mean, it's, that's, that's, I don't know if they're like telling people like, oh yeah, hey guys, we're wanting to do, you know, three, four Robotech movies. You gotta be here for the first one though. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, It is crazy. You're right, Dan. Like, I mean, make a movie and then, if it's a huge hit, come back to it in six, seven years and make the sequel. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's kind of a lost art. Yeah. Guys, more robot news. Details are coming out about the follow-up to Transformers Combiner Wars, the cartoon that premiered on the Go90 app. You can download this on your iPhone, your Android for free, Go90, and you can watch Transformer Combiner Wars. I absolutely loved it. Uh, the details for the follow-up came from Screen Rant. It's called Titans Return. It's about the Transformers Titans. And uh, one of the chief criticisms, here's the article, one of the chief criticisms of Combiner Wars was its scattershot voice acting, uh, which it appears is about to be corrected in a big way for Titans Return. Among the newly announced cast members is Peter Cullen. Holy shit. Wow. The original and most iconic voice of the Autobot leader, Optimus Prime. Hold on. It doesn't stop there, guys. He'll be joined by Star Trek The Next Generation alums Will Wheaton and Michael Dorn. Oh, Worf himself. Worf himself. Um, Wesley Crusher. I don't know, but who's he going to be playing? Who's Wesley going to (laughs) be? He's going to be Spike. Spike. Yeah, probably Spike. (laughs) I don't know. Or Daniel. Daniel, all grown up. Daniel, Daniel's balls dropped and it's Will Wheaton. <laughs> oh, hold on. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Here they go. Will Wheaton will portray Autobot scientist Perceptor. I don't know. Oh, that's the microscope. Never heard of him. Right? Oh, Perceptor is the, uh, the microscope. Yeah, the microscope. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, which the toy was an actual microscope. It was awesome. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Uh, Dorn will take on the massive Autobot Fortress Maximus. 
Oh, wow. That's crazy. Fortress Has he been Ma- in the show at all yet? Uh, no. Fortress Max, this is the Titans. So he's one, uh, we know that he's going to be one of the Titans in this. Um, there's also another Titan announced. Um, Fortress Maximus is a headmaster, which is really cool. I loved the headmasters. Not so much in the cartoon, but I, the headmasters comic books when Marvel was doing them, amazing. So good. Um, nice. I had a what's his name? Mind wipe the 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 bat Decepticon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's the one that I had, and oh god, oh, that's big as come on, that's so damn cool. I love Le- it. Leftover Jay had Fortress Maximus, and he was like three feet fucking tall. This toy was just massive. Jesus, I remember Christ. it. I had a friend that had it. It was yeah. it was amazing. I had Scorponok, which was his arch nemesis, and Scorponok was like maybe like a f- like. A foot tall or whatever, a little over a foot, and it's like, what? Fuck you! Fuck <laughs> How am I supposed to have these two battle, you stupid fucking assholes over at Hasbro? Fuck you! They've ruined the whole, the whole thing, huh? The whole they, fantasy. Totally. I mean, I hate that. I hate when shit's out of scale because, like, they fucking when they came out with these toys, they fucking had Ultra Magnus, and he's like a foot tall. Uh, fucking, uh, Galvatron, he's a foot tall. And guess who else is a foot tall? An entire city called Metroplex. Fuck you, Hasbro. (laughs) (laughs) It's bullshit. Anyway. I mean, you were saying that, like, you love the Combiner Wars series, and um, you definitely Tupperware'd it, and I was on that episode as well, and I gave it a high taste it, but that was because of the the frame rate of, I watched it on YouTube, and the frame rate was a bit kind of sketchy for me, but if anyone who's a Transformers fan that doesn't know about Combiner Wars, just, you know, like you're saying, get this app, download it on your phone, and just fucking watch it, because this is the true continuation of transformers none of this like michael bay bullshit movies it's yeah. fucking fantastic from start to finish it's <laughs> absolutely, absolutely awesome. you love starscream you're gonna get some great starscream moments in this oh yeah and, and a lot of optimus prime moments as well oh it's yeah awesome. oh fuck if you want to see like uh uh megatron not giving a shit anymore living by basically living uh as a um isolated on a planet and just spends his time beating the shit out of the constructicons for fun watch this it's it's fucking amazing it's so good um there's more there's more uh voice actors cast in this longtime power rangers star jason david frank will voice emissary and young justice veteran nolan north will portray metroplex uh one of the titular titular titans and then guess who's coming back to play fucking uh rodimus prime Oh, Judd Hirsch? Not Judd Hirsch. That's oh, that, from that, Taxi. That was Judd Nelson. Oh, yeah. Judd, Judd Nelson. Nelson. Shit. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, Prime. I, I can't do my <laughs> Jewish Judd, Judd Hirsch accent, accent but <laughs> Oi, I'm uh, Radamish Prime. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what are we going to do with all these Decepticons? <laughs> Somebody spill this on my Galecanozoid. Oi, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Oy vey, what are we gonna do with all these would, damn Decepticons? I would download the Go 90 app in a second. Oh my gosh, yeah, Rodimus Prime. Oh my gosh, that's the <laughs> no, yeah, uh, Judd Nelson uh, from the Breakfast Club. He was the original voice in the animated Transformers movie for uh, Hot Rod. He's gonna come back and play Rodimus Prime in the uh, Go 90 series uh, Titans Return. 
And uh, I don't know when it's coming out, but hopefully this fucking fall. Um, hopefully soon, because I fucking I loved uh, Combiner Wars. It was fantastic. So yeah, uh, and getting awesome. Peter Cullen back is fucking amazing. Oh my god, are you fucking yeah, kidding? Yeah, that'll make a huge improvement. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, let's I was see. watching some uh, of the cosplay stuff at San Diego, and uh, this one guy did a perfect '80s Megatron. And he was walking around the con. I mean, it looked like the animated Megatron brought to life. That's awesome. Amazing. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. Um, you know, I loved, I, I do, I loved the original voice acting. Uh, you know, Frank Wel, uh, Frank Welker from, who played Megatron and then, uh, the actor that played, um, Starscream. He passed away years ago, but, oh, uh, Cobra Commander. Yeah, Cobra Commander. Um, this guy was a comedian. There's actually some, uh, if you have, every once in a while, uh, um, not every once in a while, uh, if you get onto YouTube, um, and look up that guy, they've got clips of him doing stand up. And he was, he also was part of No Ma'am, which was the group on, uh, Married with Children that was, oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, he was one of those guys in No Ma'am on Married with Children, so. All right, guys. News about Creed 2, the follow-up to the Michael B. Jordan, Sylvester Stallone film Creed, came out. And this news comes from Screen Rant. Sylvester Stallone posted a picture on Instagram of his handwritten notes that will later be translated into the screenplay for the movie. The word Drago can be made out in the notes. This seems to confirm Drago's return, which Stallone has also teased in other posts. In June, Stallone posted a picture of him directing Apollo and Drago and described them as, quote, the two best cinema boxers that ever lived. He then suggested that, quote, maybe it's time to try again. Stallone also posted a photoshopped image of Donnie Creed, played by Michael B. Jordan, facing off against Drago with Stallone in the center. Guys... Wow. Um, <laughs> Jake, you, you sound like this is something I'm that, excited. I am too. <laughs> this is, I, haven't even, I haven't even seen the first Creed. I'm a giant jerk. Oh, you got to see the first Creed. It's fantastic. It's so good. If it's streaming actually, somewhere, you um, got to watch this. My um, half-brother has it on Blu-ray, and I saw him the other day and grabbed his copy. So I actually have it sitting in front of me now so i can watch it do yourself a favor and watch this also i want you guys to think of what this means if this does happen in the sequel he's fighting drago drago killed his father in the ring guys i know that's intense i i would have thought maybe there would have been some other kind of lineage going on like like drago's son or something like that. No, 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 no. You've got, you've got Dolph Lundgren here, and he's in great shape. This guy is in fantastic shape. They've already shown Stallone back when he was in that movie Rocky Balboa, him fighting a younger guy and then taking him the distance. I mean, I think that this is Jake. I just think this is like a fan film. This is like a dream come true. Fuck his son. Fuck Drago's okay. son. I don't want to see Drago's <laughs> fucking sperm baby in the fucking ring fighting him. 
Fuck that shit. I want to see him taking on Dolph Lundgren. I already saw fucking like little babies trying to do their fucking movie when I watched The Expendables. I didn't want to yeah. see Ronda Rousey and all these people. I wanted to see some fucking OG action stars, and they fucking took that from me. So give me – I want to see the son of Apollo Creed taking on uh, Dolph Lundgren in the ring as Drago. Man, that's badass. Yeah, I, I agree. That's exciting. Uh, I just wonder how that they'll do it. I, you know, will they have like kind of the '80s homage to it, even when they film a movie like that? I don't know. Like, what? how does that even work? I mean, I'm excited to see that. Dan, what I don't you... know. I, I think I think Drago is going to get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> His old ass is not going to be able to fucking beat him. <laughs> no way. There, but man, Dolph Lundgren's in pretty damn good shape. Still looking really good this day to this day uh, physically. I mean. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be uh, Hollywood magic. You know, we're gonna kind of make him into like you're saying, like the the Stallone in uh, in Rocky Balboa. He'll yeah. come back looking like a fucking beast, no doubt. Yeah, that's what's exciting about a Rocky movie. The first time you see it, though, is you you truly don't know who's gonna who's gonna win these fights. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, that sort of carries over from like the very original, like the very first movie. Yeah. That's one of the best things about that film is people always sort of go on about, oh yeah, well, it's, uh, he shouldn't have won and things like that. So like, have you ever actually seen that film? <laughs> because he doesn't fucking win. That's the whole point. He took him the distance. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> people think that he wins in the beginning. And it's like, that's not realistic. He's just this bum fighter and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but he, he doesn't win. That's the, that's the whole fucking point of the movie. Oh my God. We're, who are these people? Are they, they, it's almost like they're, they're getting fucking hit in the head, you know? <laughs> Yeah, they're touched in the head, exactly. Right, come on. I mean, know your Rocky history, people. Jeez. Yeah, yeah no, that, that does sound good, man. That does sound really good. I mean, Michael B. Jordan is such a fantastic actor as yeah. well. Um, yeah. He, he would definitely be able to, like, carry this, like, without a shadow of a doubt. It's going to be amazing. I want to, yeah, that's one of the things, like, they never, as far as I remember in the original Creed, in, in this last Creed movie with Michael B. Jordan, they never addressed, like, his feelings on Drago and, like, how Drago <laughs> killed his father and, like, yeah. How, how are they doing this? Is this like a charity event fight? I, this is kind of, it's kind of fucked up. How are they going to do this fight? Like, how, you know, like, are they going to have like, uh. It'll be like Fight Club Underground. It's fucked up. Oh, don't do that. Don't go Rocky Five on us where they're fighting in the fucking alleys and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. That was horrible. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe that will come into play. You know, in the story, maybe they'll kind of, they're, they're like the promoters will use that to kind of hype the fight up. So, you know, it, it's like, well, it's difficult to say son versus father's killer. <laughs> that would be pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> like, can yeah, I buy dark. that poster? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. All right, I guess we're going to jump into, uh, that's all I got for news this week. Yeah, we are burning through some shit. Let's get into, uh, let's get into Marvel news. You guys ready? Yeah, yeah, we might get, I don't know, we might get back into like more regular news because I don't know what fucking came out today. That's like the news that I knew from Friday. So here we go with Marvel news and we'll see what else pops up. Marvel news. Marvel news. All right, guys. Um, 
Let's see here. Let's talk about. Uh, did you guys get a chance to see the Defenders trailer? Yes. Uh, I did not. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dan, what did you think about the uh, new Defenders trailer that dropped? Well, it looks like it's going to be full of action, which is uh, it's kind of different to the the series that we're used to. But then, saying that, a lot of the trailers that they showed for you know the original four series, they did have a lot of action in, but the series tend to kind of drag on a bit in some parts. Mm-hmm. But um, really nice to see Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As our main bad guy. I mean, do we know what what character she's playing or anything? Uh, they may have given a name. Um, and they oh, they gave a name, but yeah, I forget it. I, I do too. It, guys, this premieres August eighteenth, so we're it's like right around the corner. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe it when that date flashed up because I, I I knew what the date was like months ago, but. The, seeing it flash up on screen, I was like, oh shit, like we're nearly fucking there already. Yeah, yeah. Alexandra? Is all it says on IMDb? Alexandra, okay, yeah. I I, th- I think it looks great. Um, I, I, I wish that they would have given us... I don't know, it's one of those... We see them all fighting together, I just... I, I, I want to know, like, where everybody kind of is in this like because i don't know that's why i just want the fucking thing to drop i want to know like where luke cage is in this i want to know like where iron fist is in this i want to know where you know jessica jones we haven't seen her in forever you know Mm -hmm, and i I just want i kind of just like want to see how like they all get together and i want to see like I don't know. I, I really want to see this. I want to see who's leading the team. They have to have a leader, guys. Is it going to be Matt Murdock? Is there is there going to be a power struggle? It, it's one of those things where, like, the, is Iron Fist thinking, like, he's going to be, like, the level-headed leader? Or is it going to be Daredevil? Like, that's who would, I, I would suspect it would kind of be the leader of the team. I don't know. Is, are they going to have growing pains just like the Avengers did? There's so many questions that I want to know, but... The trailer did have me excited. The action sequences looked great. Sigourney Weaver sounded very commanding and very cool in this. I don't know if she's going to be better than Kingpin. I think Kingpin is like the – he's the benchmark, right? He's the benchmark. Yeah. I mean yeah. you've got Kingpin and then you've got Purple Man, David Tennant. I mean th- th- those two are the benchmark. I don't, I'd almost put those two like right up neck and neck, Kingpin and Purple Man. Sigourney Weaver's got big shoes to fill. Um, but I mean, I, I agree. I mean, but she definitely can do it. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about Ripley. We're talking about Ripley. We're talking about, I mean, Sigourney Weaver is fantastic. I I just don't want her to, I want, I love it when we get these veteran actors in these Marvel movies. Uh, and I know this isn't a Marvel movie, but I love it when we get Robert Redford who comes into Witter Soldier and he gives it his all. Same thing with, you know, Michael Douglas but then we get like a Glenn Close who's just like, I'm Glenn Close. Fuck you, Marvel. Thanks for the paycheck. I'm out, bitches. And it's like, you know what I mean? I don't like that. I, I want Sigourney Weaver to come in here and fucking make her mark on the MCU. I want to be able to say after this is fucking over, like, oh, my God, I want more fucking Sigourney Weaver as Alexandra. Oh, my God. She's right up there with Purple Man and Kingpin. Yeah, I mean, I think she's definitely going to try. I, I'm, I've been watching this trailer the whole time we're talking. I mean, they it, they feature a very, a lot of Sigourney Weaver in it. They do. So she definitely seems like very much a main villain presence, you know? Yeah. Are we going to get double Iron Fists? 
we barely shares them in both hands. Yeah, we barely saw it in season one of Iron Fist, and we saw you know the other Iron Fist, you know, uh, in that in in a scene, and he was rocking double Iron Fist. So are we going to see that in this? I I don't know. Are they going to save that for Iron Fist season two, which was announced? So yeah, yeah. I guess they already started production on that, didn't they? Really, they started filming already. I thought, I thought I saw something that they'd already just like begun work on it and everything. I don't know if they've already started filming it. Do you guys think when Iron Fist jacks off, it's like when he, if he uses the Iron Fist, it's like the Stranger? <laughs> Do you think it's like the Stranger? <laughs> oh, that seems very dangerous. <laughs> I, just like rip his shit off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could burn it off, or you know. Wow. Yeah, do you think, good. do you think like, you know, Iron Fist, he's in a committed relationship and she feels comfortable with him? Oh no. No, no. no? You should never take it to the fisting. I mean, you know, no. I don't know, man. <laughs> fucking, uh, Looking for something new. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, like, let's turn that vagina into a fucking nightlight. Let's do this shit. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man, you'd be calling 911 that night. Oh, honey, you got a yeast infection. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> did you guys watch the new Inhumans trailer? I did watch this. What'd yep. you think? Uh, I mean, it was a little bit better than the last one, but um. I... Nothing has me too impressed. Locked, Lockjaw looks really great somehow. Yay! <laughs> yeah, at least, they, at least they didn't make a mockery of that part. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I don't it's, know. Uh, we saw a bit of the, uh, the the CGI hair from producer this time as well. Um, that looks okay. Oh, come on, <laughs> come not, on! It did not look okay. It did not look okay. <laughs> it didn't. It looked terrible. Oh my gosh! It was it horrible. Worse. It looked worse that they did both. Like, they, they needed to shit or get off the pot. Like, it looked so bad that it was, like, normal and then the yeah. CG. They used CG in that scene when, in all actuality, all they could have done, the only thing they needed to do was turn on a fucking fan. Yeah, it didn't do anything. It didn't like, do anything. Like throwing people around with it or anything. Thank you. Uh, panels, her hair in panels of comic books looks a hundred times better than what I saw in live action CGI. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Like, it's, I think it's really apparent now that maybe this was a bad move to do this whole IMAX promotion too. Yeah. I, I think it's almost going to expose the thing in a way they probably don't want it exposed to have it blown up that big on the giant IMAX format. Yeah. It, it truly doesn't look like it needs to be on an IMAX screen. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. I don't... Because I'm a big Inhumans fan, and having Black Bolt running around in a fucking like businessman suit whilst he's being chased by those police, and, and I, I guarantee you that at some point he's going to be able to use his voice by the end of this fucking... this episode. He's going to be able to use his voice without it destroying everything. In the comic... In the comic books, there is a there is a place that Black Bolt can go to and talk to other characters. Oh, really? I'm yes. I'm saying that. If you, I believe, if you read the Jonathan Hickman Infinity Run, or was it? It's it's jo Jonathan Hickman wrote it. I don't know if it was his Infinity Run or if he did it in. One of his Avengers books, but I'm thinking it's an in infinity. Um, okay. 
he can actually go to a certain place. I don't know if it's like, you know, like, I don't know if it's like, uh, the negative zone or something like that. It's like a, it's a different place that he can go to where he can actually talk. And Jonathan Hickman hmm. used that place quite a bit to where he could talk to other characters. And so I don't know if they're going to kind of like incorporate that into this series. But Anson Mount recently said uh, one of the reasons that he was kind of attracted and drawn to the character of Black Bolt is because it's a character that doesn't speak. So I don't know if he said that because he was really looking forward to being able to kind of like emote and show that range of his acting skills or if he's just like, give me a fucking paycheck and I don't have to say shit. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. I, I... I personally hope they do not incorporate that Hickman storyline into the show. Um, I think that's a novel idea to use once in a blue moon. Yeah. But I think if you don't use it sparingly, it kind of takes away from the whole point of the character in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's so. why I'm worried, man, because it's I just I see him talking like in the second or third episode until the end of the series, like they're going to find out some deus ex machina way to let him speak to other characters. I, I hope, like, like you are saying, Jake, I hope they don't do that, but what I about, just got a, a feeling they might. What about Anson Mount Black Bolt narration? Would you be opposed to that? No, I'd be okay with that, I think. Because I feel like yeah. that happens in the comic quite a bit, where like, yeah, exactly. we get Black Bolt's thought we so just it, never see the word balloon saying anything exactly so instead of like uh thought bubbles we're just gonna get like uh narration yeah like i think that could be a, a, a good device to convey mm-hmm. black Bo- bolt's thoughts maybe he does yeah. talk in that way you know yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a shame anson mount i i was a I, I was a big fan of hell on wheels um it's it's a it's a shame that uh <laughs> This actor is not going to get be able to speak, but it's it's the character. So you know that's I don't know. I it's the character. It's just it's I was uh, I, I it made more sense to me when the rumors were it was going to be an MCU film, and it was Vin Diesel. I don't care to hear this guy talk. So you know, yeah. So yeah. it didn't matter then, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, is it just me or like aside from like the the bad wig and the the CGI and things like that? Does it just does the whole thing just look a little bit off to you? Yeah. Do you know what oh, I mean? I, I agree. I agree. That's kind of what I was talking about about the IMAX bad move. Yeah. Like it just I don't know. It you it's definitely not a Marvel cinematic movie. You can tell just from the trailer. No. I honestly yeah. I think they should have I think they should have just like done I think they should have done the Inhumans movie. I really do. I mean, what we've seen what they've done with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that they could have done something special with the Inhumans. I just don't think that they wanted to – I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't know if they wanted to work them into the story or if it was the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. shit setting it up beforehand that kind of threw them off. I, I don't know what it was, but it was just like – this. I'm not excited for this show at all. Like I love a lot of the Marvel stuff. But I'm not going to gar- gobble up this garbage. The trailer did not look good. It, I did not watch that trailer and go, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck, dude. I, I, di- I did, but not in the same tone. <laughs> yours, yours was more like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> ah, shit. 
Yeah, I, I was I was old shit when I saw Lockjaw, but it again, it wasn't like an an old shit. It was like, oh, I'm glad they put it in, put him in there. Yeah, that, that was that was it really. So, yeah, it's uh, like you're saying, Jake, because it's IMAX, and I watched it on my TV as opposed to like my tablet or phone or something, and. The bigger the screen, the, like the worse it looks. There's so much negative space uh, in the in the scenery and stuff like that. It's like uh, try to make it really like big and grandiose, like everything in Atalan, but it's just not. Yeah, yeah just walls in my walls in my crappy apartment have more detail than yeah. what's going on in that show. I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm kind of fascinated about Brian's uh, path that he was taking about like. What happened here? What was the disconnect between this was going to be part of the Marvel kind of theatrical thing and yeah. now it's part of the TV thing? And and I don't know. The biggest thing I can come to is we know like what they've done with the Inhumans in the comic book stuff. And maybe they got worried that fans would expect so much of that to work its way into the MCU when that was never like the design they Are wanted. You see, you know? Do you think that Kevin Feige gives a fuck about what comic book fans think? As far uh, to 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 a degree, I think he does. No, I'm, I I get it, but I I think like Kevin Feige is thinking. I think I think it comes down to numbers. I, I really do, Jake. I think it comes down to like numbers, dollars, and cents. Like I think it comes down. Uh, there's I. It's one of those things where Kevin Feige saw something in Guardians of the Galaxy. He saw something in James Gunn. Maybe they weren't going to get the right director. Maybe they didn't feel like the story was going to be able to work itself into the MCU. Maybe they felt like, you know, like by the time Avengers Infinity War came out, like they weren't ready to incorporate Adelon and, you know. Yeah, it, it is a big wrench to throw into the whole thing, especially right. at this point. And so Kevin Feige, yeah, it really is. It's like, I don't, you know, and they didn't know what what's going to happen like with phase, you know, phase four. I, I don't. Jake, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, honestly, it's like Marvel, I think Marvel can really do no wrong now. It's like, I mean, they've made the Guardians of the Galaxy huge. They're doing a Captain Marvel movie. They're, they're doing everything. I don't know. Like, were they ready to introduce another team into the universe or is it just too much? Yeah, I think it may have just been too much i'll be fascinated to see what those box office numbers are though for the pilot for this experiment eh, yeah i mean it'll be interesting it'll be uh it'll be in imax theaters is it going to be a fathom event is that what it is or is it just... i think it's a little bit more um going to be a little bit more nationwide than that okay so just like any imax theater has the opportunity to to uh to do this on that Night. Or I mean, I, I, I'm not speaking from 100, percent but I feel like that would be the case as heavily as ABC is promoting it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think it's going to do very well. I've got to admit. I mean, why would you pay that money to go see the pilot episode of a TV show? Maybe it'll, it'll be stupid. at a reduced price. Yeah, that's yeah, possibly. <laughs> but, but judging by the trailers, I don't think many people are going to see it, even if that is the fact. It looks like they made the show at a reduced price. So I, always, <laughs> I always, and I don't, I don't know if I'm going to even say this the way I want to say this. Is I felt like putting it in the IMAX theater was kind of like Kevin Feige's way of justifying that it wasn't going to be an actual movie, but it's still in theaters, guys. 
Yeah, I get it that. It just feel like a little bit of a uh, throw the dog a bone. Right, exactly. Like, oh, I, oh, I wasn't totally lying about the Inhumans coming out in 2018 or whatever, whatever, whenever it comes out. You know, it's yeah, it's still coming out. Then it's just uh, it's coming out in theaters. So yeah, I don't know, yeah. man. It's it it it's it's hard saying because it's. Uh, I don't know why they decided to cancel it. I really don't. Because I was really looking forward to that. And I just think that maybe Kevin Feige thought that they, they took a, they took a punt with Guardians and it ended up being a, an absolutely huge smash. Was it the, I, was it the Spider-Man Sony deal? Did that, did that axe it? I don't think it helped it because they definitely, it definitely gave them more that they had to do. And maybe at that point, Inhumans was too much on the plate. Because that is around the time it did get shuffled from the movie plate to the TV plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And obviously, like you were saying earlier, with the stuff with the Inhumans in um, in Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well, maybe it's kind of just complicating the plot too much as well of, like, the MCU because... You know, we're not better, we're not talking about like Terrigen bombs and things like that. And we're not talking about how so many heroes on the planet have, you know, have, have disappeared or been killed or, or whatever. So all the, all the sort of things that fans might expect to happen, like you were saying, Jake, aren't, they wouldn't, they definitely wouldn't have happened in this, this current iteration of the Marvel Universe. Why are we spending so much time talking about a show that's gonna fucking suck? <laughs> I'm trying to think of the reasons why it's going to suck and why it's going to flop. I mean, the, in a year from now, we'll never have to talk about it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's what that's what we said about Agents of Shield, and uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's fucks like me still watching it. Oh my <laughs> god! Wow. Every now and again, I'm thinking maybe, maybe I should watch Agents of Shield, and then that's a it's a very fleeting thought. Yeah, yeah, it it was it was hard going. I've got to admit, but I wanted to stick with it because I, I really like Clark Gregg as uh, as Coulson. I just think he's fucking amazing. So any any more Coulson I can get, I'm happy. But yeah, it was it was pretty damn difficult, especially like season two. Ugh. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I dro- That's when I dropped off. I I was I was four episodes away from finishing season two, and I'm just like, why am I doing this to myself? You know. <laughs> Yeah, I think that every time I watch it. Yeah. Uh, Punisher trailer. It played for those attending San Diego Comic-Con in uh, Hall H on Friday. And uh, I got uh, a couple descriptions of what was seen. Uh, this description comes from Deadline. They say, in the trailer, Bernthal, as Frank Castle, the Punisher, is seen playing the guitar with his daughter. His story is that his family was taken from him. We see the Punisher on the warpath taking out bikers in rural Alabama, then snipering a drug lord in Juarez, Mexico, from a perch in El Paso. Lastly, we see Bernthal beating the Almighty out of a sleazy business guy in a JFK airport bathroom stall. Uh, TV guy, they described it similarly. They said the clip showed Frank playing with his daughter on the guitar, cutting to him later alone, angry, playing by himself. Uh, this is probably, like, after she's dead. Um, then it cuts to the Punisher tracking a gang of bikers, shooting a criminal from across the U.S. border, and then killing another man in an airport bedroom. Uh, it was intense, great action, and blew the crowd away. Uh, this sounds, to me, guys, like... This is like the manliest testosterone driven show 
ever fucking made. <laughs> he's playing his guitar, man. He's playing his guitar, man. There's a scene in there where he's fucking, he's chewing on glass and then he fucking, he washes it down with a glass of bourbon and, and then, you know, it's just like, Jesus Christ, this is just like, uh, the manliest show ever. I kind of don't care, actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. What? The, I, I don't like the Punisher is one of my least favorite Marvel characters. And I just, oh wow! I, yeah, I just don't care. I don't get it. He shoots people. <laughs> Pretty neat. I I, <laughs> I I enjoyed the Greg Rucker run of Punisher. Um, I enjoyed. Um, original sin when the punisher was hanging out with doctor strange that was fucking hilarious and then they actually I like it when they do goofy ass shit with the punisher yeah, Pun- i enjoyed the rick remender punisher run when after wolverine's son had cut him into pieces all of the uh classic 70s marble monster characters sewed him back together and made him the franken punisher franken punisher and then there was a uh, punisher in space that came out a few years ago Oh, that was good. That was okay. Yeah. It, I even enjoyed the really goofy uh, demon Punisher stuff they did way back in uh, <laughs> when I was a teenager. Yeah, Jesus. I, I like the uh, Garth Ennis Welcome Back Frank series. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't like – I didn't care for John Bernthal as the Punisher in the Daredevil season two. I know a lot of people really? like – No, no. I know a lot of people got a hard on for that, man. Oh. Oh, man, Punisher, man, he's got guns and he's a badass and he's in prison. And he's kicking ass. And, you know, I know I yeah. fucking Shane I think- is the Punisher, man. Hell yeah. You know, it's like I know a lot of people dug it, but I mean, in all honesty, it's not the Punisher from the comics in a lot of ways. He's he's uh, a little too reckless. He's shooting up in hospitals around innocent people. And Frank Castle doesn't yeah. do that in the comic books. And I, I didn't it no. didn't sit well with me. So. Yeah, he's a little yeah. bit more tactical in the comic yes. books. Definitely seems a little bit more smarter. Yeah. A, a little bit more worried about making sure he's killing just the bad guys. Yeah. Ex- yes, thank you. And I know that, like, <laughs> like people don't care about that because this is Netflix, man. It's gritty and shit, you know. But, like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I just did – he just wasn't my favorite part. I, I, I loved Elektra in Daredevil Season 2. There, there was a – I had a lot of problems with Daredevil Season 2. Elekt- Daredevil Season 2 is a whole other podcast. Oh, God, yeah. Fucking, like, it, totally. Oh, my God. God, like uh, Foggy fucking sucked in season two. He's like he's a, he's been a fucking lawyer for like years, and then all of a sudden he's like, you know what? I'm pretty good at this shit. It's like, yeah, you're a fucking lawyer. Like why? Yeah, I, I, why do you need? Oh God, why do you need Matt Murdock to kind of step away from lawyer, lawyering it up for you to realize that you're a good lawyer? It's just just stupid just, shit. And that I, whole don't even get me started yeah, I know. Karen. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. I don't know. I know. I, I I'm not knocking anybody that loved Punisher season two. You know, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Daredevil season two. I know. I know a lot of people liked it, and a lot of people just love John Bernthal. And it's like, you know, man, he's badass and guns and shit. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's with the southern accent? Every time I don't know. That? I don't That's know. A pretty solid. <laughs> I think that's a pretty solid John Berthal, actually. Yeah, that's a good John Berthal, do you think? <laughs> that's a good point, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I think John John Berthal, I think, like, John Berthal is a poor man's Tom Hardy. He's, you know, he's trying. Yeah. 
He's trying. He's like, he's trying. he he's, he he thinks he looks at himself in the mirror and he's like, what would how would Tom play the Punisher? Well, I'll try it. He's like Tom Hardy light. He really tries. It's cute. <laughs> oh, it's bless cute. him. <laughs> yeah, I think he's. A, I mean, he's an okay Punisher. Like I said, I'm yeah. just not a big fan of the character to begin with. So I don't know who you'd put in that role that would really make me give too much of a shit. I like John Bernthal showing up as a character actor when it comes to certain things. I loved him in like, you know, Wolf of Wall Street. I loved him in Baby Driver. I just I don't I don't want to dedicate too much time to John Bernthal outside of Shane. You know? It's yeah. it's it, I, I don't yeah. Do we know who the villain is in the Punisher Netflix series? Wow. I, Are we going to get Jigsaw? Because that, that's the only thing that could kind of make me intrigued. Yeah, I, I i think you're right. I don't know who the villain is, but Jigsaw makes sense, totally. So if we get a good actor to play a really diabolical Jigsaw, that might get me to tune in. Dan, I feel like we've monopolized all this time just talking about how much we don't like uh, John Bernthal's portrayal of the Punisher. What did you like about him? I never said I liked him. Oh, <laughs> shit. Listen to you. Oh, my God. You sound like every fucking ex-girlfriend I've ever had a conversation with. <laughs> well, I never said I liked him, Brian. I never, I never said that. You never listened to me. I never me. liked any of those superhero movies I, that you brought me to. Oh, yeah. Oh, you said you liked him when we first met, you stupid bitch. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm having a flashback. Wow, this shit got real real Yeah, fast. it did. It got fucking real deep. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I thought he was. Like, I think it was just fine. Um, I really liked Thomas <laughs> Jane in the um, in the Punisher movie. I thought yeah. he did a really good job. Yeah. Uh, as far as I hear about this this trailer, um, it seems to be pretty kind of visceral and uh, proper like R rated Punisher. A lot of people said it was way more brutal than they thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So for the fans that want that, then it, you know, congrats. It sounds like you're going to get it. Um, and I heard the, from someone that uh, Dolph Lundgren's in pretty good shape now. Maybe we can bring him back. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that Punisher movie sucked. <laughs> he won't have the skull on his chest. He'll just throw one knife with a little skull on the end, and that'll be fucking it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I hated that. I hated that, and I hated, like, uh, the sewer scene when he's, like, fucking uh, – you know, he's got – he's sitting, like, you know, in that zen pose, and you see his ass crack. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> no, I did not need to see that at the age I was. Frank Castle, more like Frank Asshole. That's all I saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, what I was gonna say was the uh, uh, with the the trailer. Um, apparently, it, it's kind of representing what's going on in Frank's head properly for the first time, like in the series and stuff. Like, apparently, the whilst he's like remembering playing, teaching his daughter how to play guitar, like the yeah. score in the background is the guitar music, and then as he starts seeing all these flashes of. Uh, him being in like a room, just screaming at no one, and you know, taking out people, things like that. Like the the guitar music starts getting more and more disjointed and fucked up. So I think that that's cool for a trailer, mm. but whether or not they're actually going to put that in the show, then we we don't really know at the moment. But I mean, if they go on that same route to kind of maybe go into his psyche a bit more, it might be a bit more interesting. I I just I want to connect more with the character instead of him like you know showing him play guitar with his daughter and stuff like that, and him like 
being all badass and like playing it by himself like he, I don't know. I, I want to see like I want to see him have like some real human moments with her. Like I want to see like uh this Frank Castle who's like, you know, the uh, he's like the uh pinnacle of like manliness. I want to see him like maybe like having a fucking like, you know, tea party with his daughter, you know? Shit like that. I- Letting her I put- think it's kind of bullshit that the Punisher has a daughter in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to see her gun down in episode one. <laughs> I think you're probably going to see that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. so he doesn't have, I don't think he has the daughter. I think he's just remembering it. That's yeah, what it there's going to be a reason he's playing guitar alone in the next shot. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, no, I'm with you. He's just remembering it. And then they're going to show him playing it alone and, yeah, playing the, I don't know, whatever, Punisher. Why are we, I'm spending so much time talking about shit I don't care about. I, 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 I really don't care about this Punisher Netflix series. I know people are so fucking ready for it. I, I, I don't know. It, I hope it blows me away. I hope I eat crow on this one. But I'm just not looking forward to John Bernthal as the Punisher. Sorry. Sorry, people. I'm I'm in the same camp as you, Brian. I mean, there's a few things, like I said, they could do to make me actually care, like maybe a potentially good jigsaw or maybe doing some really unique stuff with the uh, gun foo. But we'll see. We'll see what they do. I'm hopefully optimistic, so we shall see. You always are. You play it safe. Dan, <laughs> just try to like look on the positive side. So no, just no. on everything. I just want everybody to like me. My name's Dan West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really did that in the Logan episode, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I take back everything I said. I do. I, no, you work like. And what was fucked up about that is you gave it a high taste, it and people still acted like you fucking shit on that movie. I know, yeah. it's one of the, the best things about disagreeing with people. Like, oh, I know. I fucking hated it. It's like, no, I, I, I Tupperware the first two acts of that film. It was just the third act that I thought wasn't yeah. very good. Oh, fuck you, Dan. <laughs> 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 you don't know what you're talking about. You don't understand the character. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> All oh, right. You're not a father. That was my favorite one. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. You heard that shit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got that quite a bit, actually. Wow. You're not a dad, so you don't understand the connection. I was like, it's a fucking clone. It's not his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Dan, Dan's like, I watch Orphan Black. Fuck you. I know what clones are. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Marvel shit. Cool. Break. back we're going to be jumping into more marvel san diego comic-con news and uh i wanted to start off with uh let's jump in a little bit of uh ant-man and wasp let's do that let's do some ant-man and wasp news 
uh, I guess there was a uh, Ant Man and Wasp Comic Con footage that came out that the uh, that people got to see that we're we're not going to get to see because we weren't in Hall H and shit. We're not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Fuckers in Hall H get to see everything, but uh, let's see. We got some casting. Who do we get? Who we got? Uh, Walton Goggins is going to be in uh, Walton Goggins from uh, Django Unchained and The Hateful Eight. I love nice. that actor. I loved him as the Laugher in American Ultra. I love this actor. Big fan of Walton Goggins. He's going to be in uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, do you, how do you think they're going to use him? Like, uh, there's no details on uh, his character in uh, in anything that I've read. Um, so far. I mean, Walter Goggins, you gotta imagine it's gonna be in some sort of nefarious role, right? I can't oh, imagine. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's gonna be a, a good character. Yeah. I would want him to be some kind of sleazy character. Oh, absolutely. That's perfect for him. Yeah. And, uh, Lawrence Fishburne cast? Wow. Uh, did we know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, here we go, here we go. I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read, uh, a little bit, uh, of what I've got about the, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. They showed, uh, let's see here. This is from Screen Rant. The panel presentation started out with concept art from the Ant-Man and the Wasp and then proceeded to show Wasp in action flying up to a ledge and looking down, as well as an approximately two-foot-tall Ant-Man riding on a little girl's backpack. I just lost the internet connection. Jesus Christ. Now, I'm looking at a black screen, and it says, Google Chrome not responding. It says, uh, it might as well just say, fuck you, Brian. Talk about more inhumans and Punisher bullshit for 30 fucking minutes. Jeez. Christ. Well, I mean, while we're, we're talking about Ant-Man, Brian, have you had time to hear the big Ant-Man announcement that they made today now, during what, the panel? What was the big Ant-Man announcement? That uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is our yes. Janet Van Dyne. Janet Van Dyne. Uh, this totally goes against the news that we heard about. Uh, the big rumor was that it was going to be uh, Michael Douglas's co-star in uh, Basic Instinct. Oh, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone was supposed to be... Uh, Janet Van Dyne, that was the, uh, the big, uh, fucking news that they had like months ago. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> fuck my internet. Fuck you. I like this better. <laughs> no. I, I w- I'll take Michelle Pfeiffer over Sharon Stone. No, oh, no, 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 no. I'll take that. I'm just bitching about my internet. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, Ant Man and Wasp. Con- no, now it pulls up. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah, uh, this is okay. Hold on. Is this exciting? Uh, we see the wasp in action flying up to a ledge and looking down, as well as an approximately two foot tall ant man riding on a little girl's backpack. Presumably. Yeah, oh, yeah. That sounds weird. Why would he, if he's going to be on a kid's backpack, why is he going to be two foot? That's like having like a tiny person on your back. And it seemed a bit weird. It seems stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> kind of cre- kind of creepy. That's the thing. You know, that's the thing. It's like uh, we're going to talk about the Thor Ragnarok trailer, but it feels like this Thor movie feels like it's so different from the previous two Thor movies. It felt like uh Marvel and Kevin Feige just gave Taika Waititi 
the director from Hunt for the Wilder People free reign to just have fun and make a great movie. That it feels yeah. like we've got, you know, Peyton Reed doing Ant-Man and we're getting footage of like a two foot tall Ant-Man riding his daughter's backpack when we could have got a great Ant-Man movie under uh, Edgar Wright. Like, what the fuck? This is stupid. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, dear, Carry then, on. Then, <laughs> See yeah. Then attendees saw more artwork, this time showing Hank Pym uh, in a white suit. Oh, wow. Boo. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, you, you, <laughs> you blew the doors off San Diego Comic-Con with that fucking uh, artwork. Whatever. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. Ooh, oh my god! I can't wait to see him in a white suit. I thought it was going to be black. I was I was shocked by the I, white reveal. Jake, I was right there. I was right there with you. I mean, we. I mean, I don't know why you're trying to undersell it. it I know. Pretty fucking crazy. I know. Previous uh, previous episodes. If you listen to Pop Culture Leftovers, we speculated that it would be a black suit. We find out that it's a white suit. Uh, <laughs> hashtag hashtag mind blown. Hashtag white suit fuckery going on in Ant-Man 2. Hashtag uh, eating crow. Oh, hold on. The, the footage concluded. So we got two foot tall Ant-Man riding a backpack. We got a white suit Hank Pym. And the food, footage concluded. <laughs> wow. Wow. They are just generous with uh, the Ant-Man and Wasp boilers here. Uh, the footage concluded with a car chase. Oh, wow. Uh, God forbid that we have fucking Edgar Wright doing a car chase. Assholes. Anyway, the the footage concluded with a car chase showing a van shrinking and driving underneath another car and then growing back to its original size and flipping said car with giant man peeking out of an alleyway at the end. Wow. Huh. Wow. So there's nothing then. Wow. Can I can I ask you guys a crazy hypothetical question that kind of blew my mind when I was daydreaming about it this week? Yeah, what, what's going on, Mister uh, Noisy Beard? Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> if um, Edgar Wright was hired to make Guardians of the Galaxy n- number one, mm-hmm. and James Gunn was hired to make Ant Man, would James Gunn have been fired, and we'd have two Edgar Wright Guardians of the Galaxy movies? My answer is hmm. yes. Oh, really? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I think so too. My answer is yes. Yeah, yeah, no, I, no, yeah, man, I agree because they would have tried to fucking tell James Gunn what to do, and he probably wouldn't have had any of it, so he probably would have left as well. Yeah, I feel like the circumstances were different. James Gunn just happened to be on the project that wasn't too connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and what they were trying to do. I, yeah, it wasn't a founding Avenger. Yeah, and it all has to go back. It has to be the exact same circumstances, right? It has to be like James Gunn was working on Ant-Man for like nearly a decade, eight years, right? Yeah, exact same circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. It was just a wild like alternate reality that I was thinking about. I was like, wow, it'd be crazy to see those two Edgar Wright Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much fun that would be. Not that they would be better than the James Gunn ones, but you know. Yeah, like it'd be. I just want to see Edgar Wright given that freedom to have one of these properties now. Like I, I'm always going to want to see it, and I hope he he has the stomach for it still someday. Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to work with Marvel again. I don't think it doesn't even have to be Marvel though. Like, I, and it doesn't have to be DC. Just I'd really like to see him like do an IP property 
and do it really cool. Well, he did Scott Pilgrim, did a fantastic job. Oh, uh, yeah, and I love fucking Scott Pilgrim. Me too. It's a great movie. Um, let's see here. And, uh, this goes on, this article goes on to say, unfortunately, the, uh, sequel's newest cast members, such as Lawrence Fishburne, Dr. Bill Foster, and Hannah John Kamen's ghost, weren't the focus of the Ant-Man wasp footage. But I would say fortunately though, we got to see, they got to see a 2-foot tall Ant-Man on a backpack and then the white suit, guys. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like like my dick, I it would have blown my fucking dick off when I saw Hank Pym in a white suit in concept art, guys. Concept art white suit. Yeah, not even footage. Really not even footage. Not even footage. I'm I'm seeing footage of a fucking two foot tall Ant Man on his daughter's backpack, and then they like they like you know oh fuck it let's let's move over to some concept art. <laughs> fuck off. I don't. It's, it's sound. That, they showed a they showed a bit more. They were a bit more generous with stuff that we still didn't get to see at the uh, Hall H stuff. Well, what what didn't we get to see, Jake? Did we get to see maybe a, a green suit or a blue suit? Blow my dick off here. <laughs> well, I, I mean, they show the like they showed the the footage where they actually we actually saw the reveal mm-hmm. of um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, and we okay. saw Hank Pym in the uh, Ant Man armor. Yeah. I didn't know about see. I have Giant Man. They showed Giant Man behind the skyscrapers. Yeah, I didn't know this, Jake. I haven't been following this shit all day. So, yeah, those were just kind of those were just kind of their breadcrumb reveals before they did the big, the bigger stuff at the all inclusive Marvel panel today. All right, let's. uh, You guys want to talk about what do we got here? What do we got here? We got. uh, Are we are are we jumping? You guys want to jump into Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we got the Thor Ragnarok trailer number two. And I got a chance to see it one time. Um, I want to know what you guys are thinking about this. This is uh, Taika Waititi, first-time director on a superhero film. This guy did Hunt for the Wilder People, the Sam Neill movie. Uh, I loved that movie. It's one of the best movies of last year. It is fantastic. You can watch it on Hulu. Um, the young kid from New Zealand in that movie is actually been cast in Deadpool 2. I'm really excited for that. But uh, Taika Waititi is doing this Thor movie. Um, what are you guys thinking about this? Oh, I'm There's super a- excited. Go ahead, Dan. I was going to say, man, it's, from the trailer, it looks like there's going to be a lot more humor in this than, than what we've seen in the previous four, in Thor movies. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of jokes kind of like spaced in through this trailer as well as some insane fucking action scenes and mm-hmm. some of the cinematography that they use as well is absolutely fucking gorgeous. I mean, it it looks like the kind of slow-mo shots in 300 and I know a lot of people aren't a big fan of 300 but I thought that they like nailed those kind of like those vistas with all the with all the armies and things like that like about to clash like in slow motion and we had a couple of those in this as well it just looked absolutely gorgeous so it's going to be interesting to see whether or not the jokes hit in the movie as well as they do in the trailer because I was laughing my ass off like right at the end of that when Hulk is talking about fire <laughs> it was so fucking funny, man. That was good. <laughs> like seeing Hulk talking more as well. It's really good. Did the, yeah, uh... I'm with Dan. I was stunned by this thing. It was absolutely – it was funny and it was just stunningly gorgeous. Yeah. I, my favorite part of it was when the line about what kind of god are you 
and they had that shot with Thor and like the thunder like burning in his eyes and stuff. Yeah, and I just had never seen a representation of Thor like that in any of these movies yet, and that's like was just like straight from the comic, just like pure lightning god piss Thor. And I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. This is just it's- this is more proof that if you give a director what basically control of a film, like what kind of like movie you're gonna get. I feel like. Edgar Wright's Ant-Man would have been phenomenal. We've seen what James Gunn has been able to do with Guardians of the Galaxy. And I feel like through these trailers, I'm seeing what Taika Waititi can do with Thor. This this looks so much more different than any Thor movie we've ever seen in the past. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. Like, I, this looks like it could be one of my favorite Marvel movies. And the other two Thor movies are kind of in the same like category as the, the Ant-Man movie. They're kind of dull. Right, yeah. And just, and just there. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like they've taken everything that we've kind of, like, that's been hinted at so far, and they've just fucking turned it up to 11. Like, the, just, oh, man, just the fucking scale of the action and what's happening is, I mean, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this from a Marvel movie before. Yeah, just the colors of it for the whole thing, like every different part, the colors like I've never seen in a Marvel movie. I did call yeah. it though. I called it last week, and I've called it in previous episodes. They can't stay away from that fucking Thor Hulk fight. We're gonna see more of that shit. Yeah, yeah, you did say that, man. God, oh, I, I kind of liked the way they did it in this trailer, though. They really showed no new footage of it except that one slam against the wall. And I, I liked the tease of we don't know if Hemsworth is telling Banner the truth about the fight or not. I thought that was <laughs> well. That's he, a really cheeky thing to do. He says if they he don't won't, show more footage. That's yeah. brilliant. That that's the footage they showed. Yeah, I hope that they don't show any more of it. Um, I was very impressed that they didn't uh, show us a lot of the Grandmaster, which I love Jeff Goldblum, but like we did mm-hmm. not get a lot of the Grandmaster, and I feel like. Yeah, keep that close to the chest because you have a great actor there. We know what Jeff Goldblum can do. I don't need to see everything. Kind of like, yeah, hold that a little closer to your chest um, until uh, until we get closer to November 3rd. Uh, I loved seeing Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie in the trailer. I'm a big fan of hers when she was in Westworld. I thought she was fantastic in this. Um, I'm excited to see her as Valkyrie in this. I want to see her kick ass. I want to see them be able to, you know, give her, I, I want to be able to, I want to be able to see her as Valkyrie, be able to do something in, in this movie, not just be just like, Oh, I'm Valkyrie. Same thing with, uh, Carl Urban, um, as, uh, who's he playing? Scourge. Scourge. Yes, yeah. that is correct. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see Carl Urban uh, get his due in a Marvel movie. I, I love the actor, and uh, I, Taika Waititi. He's got a role in this movie. He's playing Korg. Oh yeah, he has. I'm literally just in that now. That's yeah, fucking crazy. Yeah, the the rock monster. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's basically doing an Ang Lee from the original Hulk. You know, he's, he's right. the director. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna play a massive fucking monster and just beat the shit out of stuff." That's pretty awesome. That's awesome. I, I loved the trailer. I thought it was fun. The music was great. Unlike Spider-Man: Homecoming, which kind of like teased us that it was going to be a Spider-Man Iron Man team-up film. I think this looks like an actual team-up film. I think that. uh the Hulk is going to be a big part of this story as far as oh, 
Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. It's fuck and, and oh man, Kate Blanchett as Hella looks amazing. Oh my we got to see so much more of Hella in this one. She does look amazing. And, and uh uh, the speeches that she's giving, um, she sounds great. Uh, we got to see a shot at the very end of the trailer, which we talked about last week, Dan, which was Surtur, and the size of the character kind of blew me the fuck away. Oh, man. I, it's like I'm saying, it's just they've just turned up to 11, and again, with this trailer, they're showing us stuff that it's not giving too much away, which is nice. It, but it's just kind of like reeling us in and like, look at the fucking shit that's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be, oh, God. It, I heard, like, a, uh, I heard yeah, a rumor dude. that that Funko Pop thing is not a spoiler, that there's um other, like, demons of Salter, like like little miniature versions of them. That oh, Thor, okay. That Thor fights before he takes on the big one. I don't know if that's true or not. So other little demons that wear that same helmet? Yeah, like other like little salters. Oh shit! So are they going to be on uh, on so- riding somebody's backpack in this movie? That'd be cool. <laughs> 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 uh, Maybe. Kinda... I hope not. Hey, what'd you guys think about seeing uh, Tom Hiddleston back as Loki fighting uh, alongside uh, Thor again? That seems to be something that they're not wearing out in these movies. I, I get it. I get it. It's in the comics. It's cool. We'll see what happens at the end of this one. We didn't get to see any Anthony Hopkins as Odin, and we know we're going to get him in this movie as well. Yeah, I mean, from that very, very last shot, like Jake was saying about having Thor all like completely powered up, that's the only thing that I thought that might give something away that possibly the Odin dies and we get Thor with the the Thor force instead of like you know the Odin force so he's going to be he's going to be king and he's going to fucking take on the power so that was the only thing I was like oh shit that's the only reason I think that he will like look that powerful so that was a little bit of a Oh shit, I hope that's not what they're doing. So, uh, at but. the end of this movie, at the end of this movie, we talked about the uh, Avengers Infinity War trailer description last week. At the end of this movie, it can't w- end well for Thor, right? I mean, it's gotta leave him unconscious, floating in space, correct? Yeah, you would, you would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. So Agreed. he can bounce off the Milano. so teenage Groot can't give a fuck yeah we're getting teenage Groot that's crazy right yeah that was the part that made me laugh the most when I read the trailer description is that teenage Groot doesn't give a shit right right (laughs) that that was what the blogger wrote that I read (laughs) (laughs) oh god it's 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 really good man I I absolutely love this trailer and I mean I'll I like I quite like the original Thor Dark World. I was a bit kind of like, eh, it, you know, didn't didn't really do much for me. But watching this trailer has brought me right back into the the fold of this uh, this trilogy of movies. I think it looks fucking amazing. Cannot wait for it now. All right, so, I um, oh, go ahead, Jay. I was following a really good blogger during the entire Mar- Marvel panel, and I highlighted a bunch of stuff if you had any interest in hearing it during the uh thor panel talking about this trailer before yes they played it. please enlighten me because i didn't get to hear any of this shit all right so this is at uh does thor shrink hey does he shrink down to two feet tall and ride somebody's like loki's backpack i mean <laughs> that is, I am, 
I am not in the business of spoilers, so I will, let you, <laughs> I will let you hang on to the edge of your seat while I read this stuff to see whether or not that happens. But yeah, the Marvel panel kicked off right at 6 o'clock, and they, they did a little stuff for the first few minutes, but at, at 6.06 is when the Thor stuff really kicked in. Uh, they had the whole cast come out, including the director. Uh, Hemsworth joked that Thor is getting old and his hair was falling out, and that's why he got the haircut. Uh, Thor's having a midlife crisis is what Hemsworth said. Having played the character five times, he wanted to do something different and push the envelope. Experiment. That's what this film was. Change the clothes, lose the hammer, shake up the Marvel Universe. Thor gets his ass kicked this film. Hemsworth promises. It's got I thought to. That was some interesting it's, stuff. It's got to end that way if, like, the Avenger, Avengers Infinity War trailer... Uh, is to be believed, where he's floating in space, knock the fuck out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Tom Hiddleston is reminded he came out in full costume a few years ago. Yes. It was a unique experience for which I will be eternally grateful to Hall H. Loki was last seen four years ago. Loki is on the throne of Asgard pretending to be Odin this whole time, meaning things are different when Thor comes home. Loki did not focus on good governance. Instead of narcissism, he is the god of mischief through and through, and no one knows where his allegiance is. So that's some interesting stuff. It doesn't seem like he's just straight up buddy buddy with Thor by any means, even though we're seeing them have their good nature shoot up team up in the in the trailer. Is it does it come down to the fact that he doesn't want to see Asgard fall? Like, why is he working, you know, side by side? with Thor doing this is is it all so that he can get his hands back on the uh the was it the tesseract because at the yeah the tesseract yeah the tesseract we find out in the Avengers Infinity War trailer that uh he's got the tesseract and it seems like he's going to fulfill his obligation from the first Avengers film to get the tesseract back to to Thanos correct i mean yeah. Is it, I, is, I, I it, is, it that. is it Hella? Think, is, does Hella use the Tesseract to destroy Mjolnir? Or is she, or is it the reality gem? Because we know, I feel like we're going to get a, the final stone introduced into Ragnarok, which should be the reality gem. Is that what Hella uses to destroy Mjolnir? Or is it? You're, the, you're, I think you're 100% right that this movie does have to do the major lifting work on that infinity stone thing. Yeah. Like it's definitely, that's definitely coming into play. Yeah. It's the movie, the big last big Avengers movie before infinity war. Right. So the stuff you're guessing, like one of those things is correct. Yeah. Cause we're not going to get infinity stones and black Panther. That would really take away from that story. I want a personal story with the black Panther. I think that would really take away for it. I think you got to do it in an established film like Thor. Thor yeah. No. yeah. Go ahead. Now, next up, Ruffalo was talking, and this stuff really kind of fucking blew my dick off. Some of the stuff Ruffalo was saying about the Hulk character. Mm -hmm. So check check this stuff out. Hulk is different than we've seen. He refuses to turn back into Banner. He's enjoying being a gladiator champion of the world of Sakaar. Mark Ruffalo says he kicks a lot of ass because he's trying to honor that their kids are in the audience, that there are kids in the audience. Hulk is enjoying his life and will be damned if he goes back to Banner. 
We saw so Banner in the trailer. That's kind of interesting since we see Banner in the trailer. That's what I just said. Like, we saw Banner in the trailer. So, like, what changes there? Yeah. It says uh, he's kind of – he's been permanent Hulk for the two years. He's been in the Hulk form so long that he has the vocabulary of a toddler. <laughs> okay. Which we okay. get to see, which is hilarious. So yeah. my guess is that Thor does win that fight somehow and then knocks him he, – he, he knocks him back into being Banner, right? Yeah, very quite possibly. Possibly, yeah, that stands the reason. That's the thing. That's the thing. I don't like that though. I don't like the fact that like we've already seen Hulk beaten by the Hulkbuster. I don't care. You guys can argue with me, but he was beaten by the Hulkbuster, um, in my opinion. Like the Hulk. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. Oh no, I agree. I agree. And now we're gonna possibly get to see Thor beat him here. And I mean, I feel like, you know, <laughs> if push came to shove. I think I think Hulk beats Thor. I think Hulk beats Thor. Like, you know, if they fight five Maybe. times, he he beats he beat he, Hulk beats Thor four out of five times. Maybe Hulk will will win, and just like what snaps him into being Banner is he's gonna Hulk rage, possibly kill Thor. Ah, yeah, I like that too. I like that too. Yeah. And so in a way, it's like you know, I guess Thor wins, but it's like you know, not really. Maybe uh, Thor shrinks down to two feet tall, and he's on like. <laughs> <laughs> and Banner gets into a white suit. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Oh god! He's um, gonna fan- fantasy that fantasy island that shit right up. <laughs> oh, he's like, how can I punch a two foot tall Thor? Oh, he's so cute. Um, uh, Kate, who plays Hela, says she got into the Marvel movies because of her kids. Um. The Grandmaster and the Collector are brothers and are ancient, oldest race in the universe, been around since shortly after the Big Bang. Yeah. Grandmaster is uh, the Collector's brother. Did you just say that? Yes. Am I repeating you? Okay, cool. Good. Good Um, Tessa Thompson says Valkyrie is not in a relationship with the Grandmasters. Okay. Um, He's a friend from work, she jokingly said, mimicking the line that says about her. oh tessa god damn it if you were two feet tall i would just eat you up <laughs> um <laughs> carl urban got a huge cheer from the crowd next by yelling are you out of your vulcan mind <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um, if you guys don't know he played bones in the star trek movies so he's playing scourge the panel has now devolved into a good-hearted ribbing between the Australian and the New Zealanders in the cast. So, and they get that under control, and they uh, talk to the director. Or Korg is the director. He's an alien made of rocks. Big, giant rock guy that becomes a th- friend of Thor. Yeah. Based yep. on the voice of Polynesian bouncers. Oh, so. oh. yeah. I've, I've always wondered when they were going to include... Uh, Polynesian bouncers into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and this answers that question for me. I think a lot of people wanted that representation of Polynesian bouncers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and thank you, Taika Waititi, for taking care of that for us. The fa- you, uh, the fans have spoken. You have listened. Thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> you know, I love Moana, you know, but... Uh, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love the rock. I love uh, you know, whatever. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's and then they they showed a bunch of footage there too. Um, besides, like we got to see the trailer, yeah. but they actually did show um, a bunch of footage here. They showed uh, they they actually showed real Polynesian bouncers. <laughs> Some of yes, they did. Yes, footage. they did. They, and they made everyone leave. <laughs> And they showed the footage to no one. No, the Polynesian bouncers actually kicked them out of Hall H. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. The I know. The bouncers made everyone leave. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I thought that was some cool stuff. Yeah, Just very cool. See it. Uh, yeah, so we're excited about that one then, basically. Yeah, I'm excited about Thor. Thor's going to be a big one. Uh, okay, question. We had uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Came out, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 came out this year, made over $800 million. Right now, uh, yeah, uh, Sony's uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, it's close to hitting $500 million, so, you know, it's not performing the way that they wanted it to. Um, Thor Ragnarok, guys, is this going to be the most profitable Thor movie? Is the Hulk enough to put this movie over the top to make it one of the most profitable Marvel movies, at least the most profitable Thor movie. Is it going to do it? I mean, because, guys, when you think about it. yes. Well, hold on, Jake. I mean, when I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about Iron Man, when I'm thinking about Robert Downey Jr. showing up in a Spider-Man movie, Iron Man 3 made $1.3 billion. And you're talking about Spider-Man? Uh, fucking Iron Man showing up in a Spider-Man movie, I'm thinking like that was enough to entice people to come out to the theaters. And I feel like Wonder Woman just kind of like, oh my God, Wonder Woman spanked Spider-Man in my opinion, especially in the second week drop-off from that Mm -hmm. movie. So, um, Jake, you're saying yes, Hulk is enough to put this like over the edge to the tipping point. Are you saying that? Is, is I think it- it's more than Hulk too. I think it's the whole allure of what the next big Avengers movie is. Really, you uh, think, I think the you, hype is real for you, the Infinity War? Stuff. You think that casual fans feel like this is gonna they, like they know that this is gonna lead into the Infinity War? I feel like they're going to be promoting that a little bit more heavier by November mm-hmm. and that by November casual fans will know that. Guys, did you get a kick out of seeing like the glass of water and then the uh, the ripples as you heard like the – w- w- that was this trailer, right? That was the um, Justice League. Oh, man. I, I got it yeah. confused. I was like, oh, my God. The fucking Jeff Goldblum in another fucking water <laughs> – <laughs> I was thinking Jurassic Park. I, I actually had the same thought during the Justice League trailer. I was like, "What is the T Rex joining the Justice League?" Right. Okay. I'm kidding, I, guys. I'm sorry. I've only seen them once. I'm confusing my trailers. Anyway, um, I, Jake. Okay. The bigger question is: is uh, number one, I'm an idiot, right? Answer that one. Uh, some days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Number two is. Um, Number okay. First question: Is this going to outperform every other Thor movie in the box office? Number two: Will it? And I want Dan to answer this too. Number two: Will it outperform Spider-Man: Homecoming? Will Thor? Will Thor? Will fucking Asgard beat Spider-Man? Guys, I mean, I think the answer is yes. I don't think it'll beat Guardians. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not putting our Guardians into this equation because Guardians Volume 2 beat fucking Guardians Volume 1. I'm not even 
putting that into the equation. I'm saying, yeah. will 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 it beat the predecessors Thor one, Thor two, and will it also beat Spider Man Homecoming this year? Will Thor do that? I say yes. What about you, Dan? Yeah, I say yes as well. And I think that the Hulk is too much of a draw for people not to go see this movie. So I reckon because Hulk's in it, I reckon it will beat Spider-Man as well. Yeah, it's got some bullshit like Spider-Man either where it's like, here's Iron Man for eight minutes. Like Guys, it, it does really look like yeah. the Hulk. We've seen him in too many different scenes of this movie. It's also competing against the Justice League, though, guys. Same month. These movies come out in the same month. Is it going to be able to pull those kind of numbers when you've got some DC fanboys showing up to go see Justice League? And, you know, I'm definitely going to be showing up to see Wonder Woman. I'm sure a lot of people are thinking the same. Yeah, I'll yeah. be seeing both movies for sure. I'm sure most fans see both movies. I, I'm, yeah, I I agree. But like, there are going to be some fans that are just like, well, you know, I got to take the family to go see one of these movies. Uh, am I going to put my hard earned money down on? Because going to the movies ain't cheap. When you got a family, are you going to put your money down on Wonder uh, uh, Justice League? Are you going to put your money down on Thor? And then you know th- those movies competing against one another. Is it going to be enough to beat out, you know, um, I, I, I think it's definitely going to beat out previous Thor movies, but is it going to be enough to beat out Thor, uh, excuse me, Spider-Man Homecoming? I mean, I hate to be a jerk, but if I have a family and it's between the Zack Snyder superhero movie and the new Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, I'm taking my family to see the Marvel movie every, well, every well, fucking time, uh, right? Yeah, well, yeah, agreed. Snorfest, Zack Snyder bullshit. Uh, Joss Whedon! <laughs> Joss Whedon! You know what? My eight-year-old is going to fucking love Age of Ultron, but fall asleep during fucking Batman v Superman when nothing <laughs> happens for 90 fucking minutes. Uh, uh, so, hey, hey, my eight-year-old doesn't give a fuck about bad CGI. Yeah. I was, at least I was, at least there's action happening at some point in the first hour. Oh, hey, yeah. Dan, Dan, I want you to block out Jake. I want you to block out Jake <laughs> right now. I want you to and I want you to answer me this question. Are you going November comes, you are told that you can only see one movie. You know, uh your lady says, "Hey, we're only going to go see one of these movies." And uh I want you to choose, are we are we going to see Thor or we going to uh, we going to see Justice League? Are you going to get to see the Justice League on the screen for the first time? Possibly the return of Superman. What's what's happening in the DCEU? Or are we going to see Thor three? What are you What are you thinking? What I'm you- definitely going to go see Thor without without a shadow of a doubt. It's not, and, and it's not, it, and as fantastic as Wonder Woman is, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't cover up how bad I thought Batman versus Superman is. It. it and also, like for the kind of like uninitiated like people that aren't comic book fans or anything, you yeah. compare those two trailers, the two trailers that we saw, and I'm sure we'll get into Justice League in a yes, minute. Yes, we will. They don't even. They, there's no fucking competition there. Like the the, the scope and scale and fucking cinematic Ouch. and like the cinematic, you know, look and everything, and the, like you were saying, Jake, the color palette and everything in Thor is way beyond the CGI and the special effects that we saw in Justice League. So if you're not a comic book fan, you're thinking about which one to go see. Just by the trailers, I think people will go see Thor this, uh, as opposed to Justice League. These statements, I, I, I'm, I'm just, this is crazy. Let's say uh, you t- you're, talking to, you're talking to, you're talking to Brian. 
You're talking to leftover Brian, 13 year old leftover Brian. And, yep. uh, you give me the choice to see, hey, you want to go see a Thor movie or a Justice League movie? Dude, I'm saying Justice yeah. League all day. This is crazy. This is crazy. Nobody would have ever seen this coming. Nobody would have ever seen this coming. That, yeah, no. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it, though. It, it sucks as well. It does suck, man. It does. It's like, I'm just not, I'm just not hyped from the fucking trailer. It's, uh. No. I mean, yeah, I should be able fights. to ask that question and you should be able to easily either say Justice League or say, man, I don't know. I'm torn. I'm torn, but that, that's not the case. And that's a, that's the state of, uh, comic book films now. It's, it, it's, it's absolutely insane. It's crazy. Guys, let's talk about some Captain Marvel news. Um, I'm going to read this from Screen Rant. Marvel has revealed new details about the Captain Marvel film, including a 1990s setting. Huh. Yeah, the- I love that. The presence of a pre-eye patch Nick Fury and the villains, the Skrulls. So, pre-eye patch Nick Fury, number one, what are they going to be doing with Samuel L. Jackson? They're going to be using this reversing age technology that Marvel is lo- – they love to use this shit. They used it on fucking Michael Douglas. Then they're like, you know what? Let's use it on Robert Downey Jr. And then like last movie, they're like, oh, Kurt Russell, you're fucking like uh, 25 years old again and shit. And like now they're going to be using it again on – I don't uh, think this will have to be that drastic, right? Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be a little bit. 1990s. Jake, okay, I know 1990 doesn't seem like it was that long ago because we were fucking, uh, you know, it, it, it was, it's, it's, you're, we're literally talking nearly, uh, if we're going back to 1990, we're talking about 27 years ago. It's got to be, it, 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 Samuel L. Jackson looks, he's got to look younger. And I know that black don't crack, but dude has to look a little bit younger in this. <laughs> Right? I mean, I, I, know he looks young as fuck, dude. He looks young as fuck. Like, no, us white, no, dude, us, no, black don't crack, dude. No, it's true, it's true. Black don't crack. Fucking white people, we look old as fuck, dude. I look like I was like in my 20s for years and then I hit like 30 and I started to look like shit. So it's like, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson still like, I don't even know how old dude is, but he looks fantastic. And so it's like, um, it's just I, not, it's not going to be anywhere near as drastic as like the, you know, the Michael Douglas. I know, or, but they still got to age him down a little bit, Jake. Don't fight me on this fucking shit. They got to rub some pearl cream on his goddamn face and, and they got to age him down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be more of a little bit of a makeup thing than anything. He, He's got both eyes and a bit of makeup. He'll be good to go. Yeah, they're gonna use a little bit of this. No, Jake, they like the dude. They like they, they, they dude. They like this technology, man. They like showing it off like a fucking like veiny fucking nine inch cock. They love showing it off, and so they're gonna show off this technology. They're gonna make him look young again. They're gonna make him look as young as he did when he uh, when he was in Coming to America and he held up McDowell's with the shotgun. He's gonna look young, man. He's gonna look yeah. very young. Um, it doesn't matter what he looks like because in this movie they'll reveal that he's a scroll, so yeah. that'll explain why he can just look like whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that's what I. No one's talking about now that we've introduced the scrolls as the villains, and we're doing a movie that's set in the '90s. Right. Like obviously we're going to implant that someone's been a scroll all along. So the whole know. movie is set in the '90s. Yeah. Wow. I'm, no, see, dude, I'm reading this for the first time, Jake. So you've had all day to fucking sit and marinate on this news, 
it's early nineties too. Early nineties. It's blowing my dick off, man. Um, I, I'm hoping and the other big questions is it's like where, okay, it's a Captain Marvel origin story that takes place in the early nineties. Yeah. So where the, where the fuck has Captain Marvel been for the last fucking couple decades? Right. And yeah, it's a good point. And it's, uh, we got Brie Larson playing the character. Um, I mean, is, does, does Captain Marvel, does Carol Danvers not age? I don't know. Because, I mean, yeah, is she going to look the same when we see her yeah. show up in modern this is not, she's not. She's not injected with, like, the uh, super soldier serum that Captain America does that keeps him, you know, young and youthful and shit. I mean, she yeah. this she she was basically, like, this is kind of like Green Lantern and shit. Like, she wasn't the original Captain Marvel. It was kind of like that was a mantle that was passed down to her. I didn't know. I didn't know that... Uh, that it was something like she's not going to be able to age that much because like there's rumors that she's going to show up in one of these Infinity War films. Yeah, definitely. So something had to have happened mm-hmm. at some point to get to A to B. So that's really fascinating. Damn, uh, this makes me yeah. really excited for this movie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I don't know. It'll really be able to breathe on its own and kind of still be an important part of kind of Avengers history on its own and what yeah. it's going to reveal about early Nick Fury and just introducing the scrolls is such a huge thing. Where have the, okay, so this happens in the 1990s. Where have the scrolls been since? And do they come back? Oh, they totally come back. That's, that's what I'm saying is we're definitely implanting scrolls. Like there's definitely underground fucking scroll agents and yeah. fucking sleeper scrolls and crazy shit oh, going God. on. Oh God. Yeah. We're going to hear, we're going to have articles where Kevin Feige says, uh, in Iron Man 2, uh, so-and-so was a scroll. Easter yeah, egg. Whip, oh, Whiplash no. <laughs> was a scroll the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. I really hope they don't do that. Yeah. But I'm seeing it coming. Uh, no, no, that's no, not. I think it'll be a big one. I think it'll be the Nick Fury scroll, or it'll be a big one. Like, the Nick Fury that we know now is the scroll, and, like, they have to rescue the real Nick Fury who's been like captive for who knows how long. Jake, I'm yeah, looking at the, I'm, they don't do that. I'm looking at these pictures of scrolls that re- they released and yeah, they, they made my dick hard. I can't lie. I'm I, dude. I'm right there with you. I, <laughs> these look like they're straight out of the comic book, Jake. They made my dick hard. When I, I love scrolls. I can't lie. I'm a huge fantastic Four is One of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. My, my Xbox avatar, the entire time I was on Xbox live was of a scroll. <laughs> so oh, man, yeah, yay. I'm so excited. They get to be, I never thought about this, that we'd even ever get scrolls in the MCU. I, I always yeah. thought of them as something that Fox would never use because Fox sucks when it comes to like history. Right. Yeah. I know. I, <laughs> I, I thought it was, a, I thought it was a Fox property. Like it, it could only be introduced into a, fantastic four film i didn't know and i thought that that was one of the reasons that uh marvel invented the chitari for the avengers film the rumor was that they wanted to use the scrolls but couldn't so they used the chitari yeah exactly we heard all kinds of rumors like that so what happened what happened i i want to i i i would love i would literally love to sit down with kevin feige and just kind of like pick his brain i would love to wrap the lasso of truth around kevin feige and say you know what kevin cut the bullshit what's going on give me some answers and because i honestly jake that was a story right wasn't it a story that the chitari were created because marvel the mcu couldn't use scrolls 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. I mean, we know between then and now, though, there's been a little bit of trading and dealing mm-hmm. with stuff with yeah. Fox. I believe yeah. didn't they get the Punisher from Fox? Well, I mean, that was because the rights lapsed. They the, the trading happened when we got Ego, the Living Planet. Oh yeah, yeah from yeah, them, sure, sure. and uh, they were able to change the po- Fox was able to change the power set of uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. I, it, it, I, wow. Yeah, it's, I it's really neat. It's that confusing. They're using the scrolls. It like, is. I'm glad. It's cool. It's cool. So, so Marvel has Chitari, scrolls and Kree. Yeah, yeah. We can have the Kree Scroll War. We totally could. Four. We totally could have the Kree Scroll War. Thank you. It Without could the Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> Without the Fantastic Four. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a storyline that, that takes place in Fantastic Four comic books. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's some crazy shit. All right. The licensing and the rules to all this stuff is, is pretty nuts. Yeah, I cheered at the Captain Marvel stuff. Did you see the... Um, like shot of her that they showed in Hall H, the concept art of her in the costume. No, I didn't see that. It's pretty fun stuff too. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, have you guys seen the trailer for the Brie Larson, Woody Harrelson movie coming out soon? No. What's that called? Ah, uh, God, I can't remember what it's called. It. I saw the trailer for it before I watched The Big Sick. This movie either is going to be one of the most incredible movies. I've seen, I'll I'll be seeing this year, or it could be the worst movie I've seen all year. It is uh, it's it's up in the air, man. It's that's a fun gamble, though. It is, it is. I I can't wait to see it. But it's Woody Harrelson and it's Brie Larson, and it looks like it could be really, really good or really, really bad. So let's uh, uh, the, the Glass Castle. The Glass Castle. That's exactly what it's called. Yeah. Have you seen yeah, the trailer I haven't for seen that the trailer? What do you no, think? No. Oh, you haven't seen it. No. Yeah, check sorry. it out. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah, you better apologize, uh, you son of a... No, I don't care. <laughs> Can we take a break real quick? Is that okay? Yeah, let's take a break. Cool. All right, yeah, we're back. Uh, we're going to be talking about shit. We're still on Marvel news, taking taking two breaks, and we're back to Marvel news on all the breaks. There was a lot of there was a lot of Marvel news. That's why we skipped all the other shit. Yeah, I, it's crazy though. It, it's like I thought D twenty three. I think that I, I I felt like they got it all out. D twenty three. This is like you know Disney's uh, you know fucking uh, convention and shit. And uh, no, like they saved plenty. For uh, San Diego Comic Con, which kind of kind of like uh, blew me away. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. crazy, man! Like how much stuff that they've got coming out and showing everybody. Because I really thought after D twenty three that we were going to get next to nothing, mm-hmm. and we're getting all this amazing stuff. It's yeah, fucking crazy. Oh no, I thought yeah. I, I agree. I thought like once again DC is going to rule, you know, Hall H this year, like like they did last year. So yeah, as much as I um like a shit on Snyder. Um, one thing about him is he's a big San Diego Comic-Con guy. Yeah. He knows how to put on a show. And mm. I think without him holding the uh, ringleader's baton, yeah, it's not as, it's not as easy for them to uh, tout their stuff. Yeah. I mean, 
was yeah. Whedon there pushing his stuff? I don't really know. I don't know. I mean, he, you know, like uh, Jeff Johns was the one that was kind of like the big cheerleader for the DCEU and talking about Batgirl and stuff like that. Batgirl is supposed to be uh, filming, uh, start filming next year. So it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I know he took a lot of shit for uh, that released uh, Wonder Woman script. A lot of people weren't a big fan of it. So uh, when did he write that in his life? Yeah, it was like ten years ago, right? That's yeah. way before Avengers. So yeah. Anyway, uh, there was a Legion panel at San Diego Comic Con. I think this took place on Thursday or Friday, um, and. Uh, uh, the uh, showrunner of FX's Legion, Noah Hawley, also from Fargo, uh, at the end of this panel, he revealed that Fox has tapped him to develop with possibly the promise of him directing a movie that involves Dr. Doom. He said, I'll just say two words. The first one is Doctor, and the next one is Doom. So my question to you guys is, is this a Doctor Doom movie? Is it just a Doctor Doom movie? I think the answer is yes. And this news, I mean, really blew my dick off, too. Okay. Honestly, like, wow. I, I Doom is one of my favorite characters, and they've basically never done him right. Yes. And, I mean, Noah Hawley was just so great with Legion. Yeah. And I feel like the material is there for Doom as well. Can you do a proper Doctor Doom movie? Is this an origin story? Like, what are we getting here? Can you do a proper Doctor Doom movie without, you know, without the college relationship of Reed and Victor? I, I, I think you can. I really do. I'm saying, and, like, and that's what I want. I want... I want that movie we have not gotten that movie yet that's what i want but like i know noah hawley and i know this guy's resume and i know this guy is a director and his storytelling if anybody can do this it's him but it's like jake i'm i i totally get why you can say yes he can do it <laughs> so i don't yeah. know i don't know i'm excited if anyone can do it it's him so and i think this is better than it obviously doesn't work if they try to do it all at once because they've tried that twice now yeah. to no success. Yeah. Honestly, I think the best Doom was in the uh, second movie yeah. of the uh, first time around, the uh, Silver Surfer one. Right, right. We got our closest yeah. comic book Doom we've gotten yet in that movie, I would say. Yeah. Damn. I, I would say the closest they've got to Doom is, was it the Roger Corman movie? <laughs> Oh yeah, that's not an official movie though. That's not a I know, real movie. I know, I know it's not. But I've watched it, and that had the the kind of bashing of heads between yeah. Reed and Doom, like at yeah. you know at university and stuff like that. And I've always wanted to see that. I've always wanted to see, you know, where their relationship comes from instead of you know just kind of being hinted at the, like it is in in the Fantastic Four movies. I mean, do you think that they'll have rights to bring? Read into oh, yes. the Zoom movie? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they can. Well, then, then in that case, I reckon that, that I reckon they're going to do it, man. I really do. Cause I mean, just like Jake, I fucking love Dr. Doom. And I mean, um, the books of Doom is one of my favorite, um, like graphic novels. And actually, like reading that and I just, is that, I just is, that the, is that the Brubaker one? Uh, I think so, yeah. It's like, it's one where it basically goes like right into his past and tells you about, you know, all, like him growing up and like all of his heritage and everything. Yeah, yeah, that is a great series. 
yeah, and if they do it, if they do, if they take that as like a template, then I, and like you're saying, man, Noah Holly could just, he could just fucking smash us out of the park. If he keeps it as it should be, you know, if they don't like change too much stuff up, then I think it could be amazing. We might actually get the doom that we've all wanted of these last sort of like fucking 20, 30 years. Yeah, but like, what's the, uh, what's the end game with this? Is the end game to give us a proper Fantastic Four movie? What's the end game yeah, with this know. Doctor Doom? Is, film? It ju- is it just because with Noah Hawley involved, it almost makes you think like it's kind of like Legion, where it's just for Noah Hawley to do a Noah Hawley thing. Well, this know? this that, make, is, that doesn't make any studio sense. This makes sense that we're not hearing about Fargo season four for maybe another three, four years out. I mean, that's like that makes sense because he's going to be tied up doing this Doctor Doom film. But it's like I have, you know, like. I, I love the fact that Noah Hawley is going to be doing this for Fox. I love it. I love Noah Hawley. Anything that he's involved in, you know, I'm there. I can't wait. And Noah Hawley uh, and Doctor Doom, it sounds like it sounds great. But like, if you do it without the involvement of the Fantastic Four, I don't know. It just seems. It seems. Uh, where what? does it go? Where does it go? Yeah, like yeah. Jake, like, like Doctor Doom, he doesn't yeah. have much of a uh, universe to take over. Th- that's the thing. It's like, like for for as much criticism as like uh, you know we've given uh, the Venom solo film, and like you know, how can you do a Venom origin story without Spider Man? Now it's like all we've heard is out of Noah Hawley is Doctor Doom. Like we don't yeah. know if like the Richards, Reed Richards, and the rest of the Fantastic Four are going to make any appearances in this movie. And I feel like, you know, that college relationship of like Reed and Victor is very crucial to tell that story. So this is going to be, I don't I know. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. It's not quite as crazy as the Venom thing. I right. mean, at least Doom's costume is an inverted version of Reed's costume. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I get it. It's just, it is another retelling of the cor- the character's origin, though, if you're not gonna have the Fantastic Four in here. And what is the end game? Is the end game to introduce the Fantastic Four? I mean, cause if that's the case, if the end game is to eventually introduce the Fantastic Four, like, where is the build up? Like, what, what makes me care? about them coming into the story if there is no past relationship between him and Reed. Yeah, that's true. Maybe the story takes place before Doom goes to college. <laughs> Childhood Doom? <laughs> oh, so are we yeah, gonna, yeah. Hey, we're going to get to see two-foot-tall Doom? I think he's going to be too yeah, two-foot-tall <laughs> on a backpack. <laughs> Reed will be in a white suit. <laughs> where what would he be doing you know what i mean like you can tell the origin properly but what would he do after that because he can't just like spend that entire um, movie just telling i think the story i think this i think you do the jim byrne stuff i think you you isolate out the fantastic four and you do jim byrne doom stuff where you have him it's it's about doom basically selling his humanity for the power that it will take to rule people uh, yeah, who's seeing that movie, Jake? <laughs> I <am>. fans. <laughs> I mean, no, like I can understand. I'm like, re- I can read the comic book, right? Because I've got the history. It's like, oh, okay, here's. But like, who's fucking watching this movie? I mean, I love Noah Hawley, but if like, if you if you didn't watch Legion, if you didn't watch Fargo, who gives a yeah. fuck? 
but you might the point is you might as well we've already seen doom versus fantastic four suck a bag of dicks three times in the cinema so it's like i think at this point fox is like what the fuck let's do artistic doom instead of round fucking four of suck a bag of dicks doom (laughs) i guess i don't know man i don't know this is a hard sell for me in a way yeah i i'm shocked I, I'm my mind is blown that that this is a hard sell for you. I I love Noah Hawley, but like you're telling me, like hold on, I don't see what the fucking difference is, Jake. I blame between saying between saying Dick's doom for you being this way. No, okay, I'm just saying, like I don't know how, like it's like we can like uh, shit on fucking Venom without Spider Man. Fuck that shit. But now we're gonna get Doom without Reed. I think that's. I think it's apples and oranges. Honestly, I Venom is fucking uh, wearing a Spider-Man. Ah, uh, uh, that college relationship, man. I feel like that. That Venom. I feel like them. Venom being, is wearing a Spider-Man costume for Christ's sakes. You know. Yeah, I just don't think. I don't know. Without that, the college roommates and and uh, I feel like a lot of what makes uh, Doctor Doom Doctor Doom is his relationship with Reed in the comics. I don't think it's. I don't think it's more than fifty percent. And I, I think that's been well established in the last 30 years of Marvel history that Doom is much more than just him and Reed going toe-to-toe. There's way much more to the story than yeah, that. Sell that to audiences. I don't know. I don't know if people – I don't see – I don't know if I see people coming out in droves to see a Doctor Doom movie that doesn't yeah, feature I, the thing and a fucking guy that says, flame on. You know, I don't the know. Thing is, is, the <laughs> thing is, is I bet Noah Hawley also – can make the Doctor Doom movie for a very low amount of money. You know, it's going to not only is it they're going to do something different instead of the same old tired ah, crap they've not, done this is not, times. This is not Spawn with Blumhouse. This is uh, this is Fox. This is Fox with Doctor Doom and a Fantastic Four property. They're still not going to give it X Men money. You know. No, I get it's it. It's still not going to be that kind of movie. I get it. No, Jake, I mean, I can wish in one hand, shit in the other, and see which one fills up first. I want this to be great. I love Noah Hawley. I feel like the guy can do no wrong. He's never let me down. It's just when he just says two words, Dr. Doom, and it just makes – I don't know. I don't know why we're making the argument of – I don't know. Yeah, I, get, I don't know why you're not fucking excited with me, you giant asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what you're getting ready to say, right? I'm not going to argue with you. I am a giant asshole. That is no. That is. I mean, we can all agree oh, on man. that. I, I don't think I'm a hypocrite. No, for having to complain about the Spider-Man Venom thing. I oh, think of course that's... you wouldn't. Of course you wouldn't. Yeah. In my in my in my own mind, it's like yeah, that that's completely different. No, I honestly, I was wanting to change uh, hypocrite to Jake crit because you're a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, yeah. Oh, he's gonna have this. Is he gonna have the spider symbol on his chest? I feel like. I mean, I feel like Reed Richards is kind of. Like, okay, so this movie ends, this movie, like, this movie ends, and, like, where do you go? What's the fucking end game? And, like, what, okay, and then you, are you going to introduce the Fantastic Four eventually? And then when you do, like, why do I fucking care at this point? 
Yeah, I mean, maybe Dooms are more, at this point, maybe the Fantastic Four are too fractured to even worry about right now. Just yeah, maybe let's, it's let's like use a, the properties we have and do something cool with them. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a like a litmus test sort of thing. So they want to like put some money into a solo Doom movie, and then if because this is something that everyone's complained about for years, how they never ever got him right. So maybe if they do do this for a you know reasonable, reasonably low budget, yeah. and it it does really well, then maybe they will think about rebooting the Fantastic Four again. Maybe I don't know. It's weird. Uh, maybe uh, maybe it's Noah Hawley's way to team up with Jake just to prove that I'm an asshole. <laughs> Think? You're going to feel real bad about that when me and Noah Hawley are together talking. About <laughs> <laughs> He's just as shocked as I am because he thought you were a giant fan. Hey, do you want to hear even more reasons why I'm going to be an asshole after that? Because Bleeding Cool, who I, uh, I don't 100% – uh, always like agree like with some of the things that they report. They're the same ones that reported that we're going to get the Franklin and Valeria, uh, Fantastic Four with Human Torch and Thing. They're also now mm. the ones that are reporting that Dan Stevens, the actor that worked with Noah Hawley on Legion and played the main character in that series, David Holler, is currently involved in this project with Noah Hawley, the Doctor Doom film. Mm, that seems a little bit too cheeky for me. To have him to have Dan Stevens be Doom, if that's the assumption. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I, I'm not taking that. I, I would not assume that he was Doom. No, fuck that shit. That's not even what I took from it. I, okay. God, no. I don't want. I don't want Dan Stevens as Doom. I, I can see him playing like a cameo or like a part in it, but like, uh, yeah. But that's the question. Who do you guys want as Doom? Yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't even begin to speculate right now who I would want. Yeah, hopefully it's not Benedict Cumberbatch. He's already he's already fucking Doctor Strange. <laughs> Get he's, out already here. Doc- he's already Get a doctor. He's already a doctor. Perfect. No, yeah, let, let, well, shit. Let's just have Doctor Dre play him then, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have. I mean, that's the only person that, like, sprung into my mind, but because it's such a fucking hard casting. It's so difficult. Yeah. I don't, you know, don't go, don't, I know, there's something like Dan Stevens going to be in the film, possibly. I think that's bleeding cool, just like, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't trust those guys over there, bleeding cool. But um, I don't want to see him, I don't want to see him give it to, like, other uh, Fargo alumni, like, God damn it, I don't want to see, like, a Billy Bob Thornton as Dr. Doom, you know? <laughs> Come on. I don't know. I, I, I kind of do want to see that. <laughs> I'll have to get that anti-aging technology on him for that role. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. I won't argue with that one. Oh, man. Dr. Doom, that's a tough casting, guys. It is a tough casting. It is yeah. a tough casting. Noah Holly does kind of have his, like, circle of friends, too. It does seem hard to imagine that he would reach outside that, but you hopefully know, the you know hopefully who, Fox makes him do so. You know who would be a really good um, Doctor Doom if he wasn't already two comic book characters? Willem Dafoe. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but he's going to be in the Aquaman movie as like you know Aquaman's advisor and shit. And then he was already in uh, Spider Man, the Raimi films as Green Goblin. So I don't know. 
I can't, I can't think about anybody outside of it. You gotta have a, I, I guess maybe have a, like a, a really good looking guy that they can throw a, you know, like, uh, fuck up his face. Really good looking guy. I don't know. Jesus. That's a tough fucking role to fill. Yeah. What about like, I mean, what about like Justin, a- what about like Justin Thoreau? I was just gonna say that. Jesus, that's a, that, <laughs> that's great. That's, that's great fucking casting, Jake. <laughs> I mean, He's got nothing to do right now. Leftovers wrapped, and Leftover, I mean, he, yeah. he's brilliant. Like he really could pull off like kind of the all the emotions that yeah. you would need you think to he could do. do the accent. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't think you the accent. Yeah, that's going to be so cheeky. Jeez. Yeah, fuck this yeah, movie. I, fuck this movie. <laughs> I, I love Noah Hawley, but right now I'm like, I don't know how this guy can do it. Like, you cannot make chicken soup out of chicken shit. How the fuck are you going to do this? I don't know. He's don't a know. Doctor think, Doom is a great I character. Legion, I think Legion was like a, even a harder challenge in many ways. I think that character was kind of total garbage in the uh, comics. The Doctor Doom's not garbage though. I know. That's what I'm saying. This is this should be easier. Yeah, but you can totally to reinvent. Awesome. You can reinvent a character like Legion because nobody knows who the fuck Legion is. I think at this point, Doctor Doom's free fucking reign because of what's happened in the last three fucking movies. All right, he's gonna be two foot tall and riding a backpack. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. I, I need it. No, it's it's a lame joke, and people are just like, give it, it up. Makes me laugh every time. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, guys. I don't know. I I love Noah Hawley. I love Doctor Doom. I just I have my doubts. I have my doubts on this one because uh, you know there is no official uh, Fantastic Four or re- even Reed Richards. Like if you were to just tell tell me that Reed Richards is going to be in this, I would have a little bit more faith. This is just uh, he just told you two words, Doctor I- Doom. He didn't have a third word to say. Reed. I know. I, that's what I asked. My first no. My first question to you guys after I read that, I said, "Is this a Doctor Doom movie?" And your answer, Jake, was, "Yeah, it's a Doctor Doom movie." So, <laughs> so I'm just I'm following your lead, asshole. Yeah, it's a, it's a great lead. Ah, man. All right, Channing Tatum talked to ComicBook.com. He confirmed that they are still developing the Gambit movie. <laughs> I, I, I laughed at this article, too. <laughs> he was asked, are you, are, you, are you guys doing the Gambit movie? He said, of course. Yeah, we're working on it now. He later then talked with Yahoo and said this about the project. We got really lucky. Um Hold on, let me stop right there. Uh, by lucky, do you mean that you've lost like two to three directors on the project, Channing? Because you lost, yeah, you lost, uh, you lost Peyton, Re- not Peyton Reed, but you lost uh, one of the fucking Planet of the Apes directors, Adam, uh, whatever the fuck, I don't know who was the first fucking uh, was it Peyton Reed? Oh, I, for- I forget his name. I don't think it was. It was not Peyton Reed. No, who, who the fuck was the first director for uh, Planet of the Apes? Not near my device. Adam, what's his fox? Whatever his name was, and then <laughs> and then they lost Doug Lyman, and now so anyway, he goes on to say we had a first draft. It was good. Oh wow, that's promising, Channing. <laughs> it was good. Why don't you say it was fucking amazing? It blew your dick off. Is good. Uh, anyway, Rupert yeah. Wyatt directed. Oh yeah, I was close with Adam. Um, Very. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Rupert Wyatt, Adam, you know. 
Uh, you know the fucking crazy thing about this this movie is that the last time that I spoke about this with you, Jay was on the show. Yeah. And we were we were talking about it and back then I had a look at the IMDB and the only person which is on the cast was Channing Tatum. Well guess what? I've looked again and he is still the only fucking person on the cast. And uh, how many, how many like months or years ago was that? This, this, wow. this film is not getting fucking made. Wow, it's not going to happen, man. Wow, wow. You, you don't even think it's going to happen at all. You think? No, Jim I don't. Tatum's blowing smoke up our ass. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like you said, like directors keep coming in and disappearing, and it's just he's the only person that's been cast, and he keeps trying to push it. I see that he's one of the producers on it as well. It makes no sense. He has he has a good script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why would you want, wouldn't want to direct that? <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, fuck. It's good. Whatever. Jake, they can say, Noah Hawley's doing the Gambit film and you'd be sucking this movie's dick. <laughs> I, I, I disagree with that. I would be like, oh, my God. Noah Hawley made a very bad decision. But there will be no playing cards in the film. Is that true? No. I'm just saying, like, that's, that's basically <laughs> oh. a, the equivalent of not having Reed Richards in a fucking Doctor Doom movie. Is what my, That's my point. I guess. Oh, I guess. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Yeah, this, this isn't happening. This movie is not fucking happening. There's no way, man. It's too, it's too, one, it's too late. And two, no, um, and two, no. Well, hold on, oh, no, Dan. It's too late. Like you're acting like, you're like, like Gambit has expired. Like no, no, the pu- the public interest for Gambit has it's 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 gone. Like like. <laughs> Wait, well, hold on, hold on, no, hold on. You guys should have, you guys should have like jumped on this when like the public interest in Gambit was at its height, it, at its peak. Gambit was hot. Gambit was hot. You guys waited too long to pull the Gambit trigger. <laughs> what I mean is that like all like our, our X Men movies are done. You know, all of like those X Men movies, they're all finished now, and. Doing this Gambit spinoff is yeah, but hold on. But what's the hot? Movies aren't done. What the fuck are you talking? They about? They didn't even you know, start. Like well, hey, what? Hey, hey, what X Men movies are hot right now? Okay, Logan, Deadpool, yeah. solo films, movies that were rated R. Let's talk about the rest of this quote from Channing Tatum. We had a first draft. It was good, but I wasn't. <laughs> But I wasn't, <laughs> hold on, but I wasn't two foot tall and on a backpack. Things are changing. No. <laughs> no, he goes on to say, we had a first draft. It was good, but we were coming to, at, we were coming to at a time at that creative phase of the X-Men where these movies went through a bit of a paradigm shift where the X-Men movies and the superhero movies with Logan and Deadpool really broke down a lot of doors for us. Uh, we were trying to do some things that we actually weren't allowed to do and they just smashed down the doors. So we're giving it a bit, we're giving it a bit of a rethink. Uh, when asked if Deadpool and Logan's success is a sign that Gambit will be rated R, Channing Tatum said, we're not go- we're not quite going there because I enjoyed Gambit as a kid, so I don't want to rule out PG-13. So, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I, I, I don't 
I think this movie will get made eventually, but I don't think this movie is going to be very good. Yeah, in about fucking 20 years. What, 20 <laughs> years? Are you, oh, that's right, you know. You don't think it'll be made at all. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. It's just no one fucking involved in it. There's no... Everyone <laughs> keeps disappearing. It's, it's, it's crazy. I don't... I understand why he wants to keep pushing it because he says he's a fan and obviously there's going to be quite a bit of money involved, but Jesus Christ, just fucking let it die. Hold on. No, guys. Next week, we're going to get an announcement that Noah Hawley is going to direct Gambit, but there will be no... <laughs> there will be no Gambit in the movie. <laughs> no gambit. There'll be, be no. Do. There'll be no trench coats. It's basically going to be a documentary about New Orleans. <laughs> I, I would I watch a Noah Hawley documentary about New Orleans. That sounds good. <laughs> Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I say, guys, like, if we're going to do this, like, I say, like, they need to get the directors from, like, you know, the John Wick movies to do this movie like oh i think that's fantastic make it just really cool action exactly make it like high octane death uh action scenes uh i want i want gambit you know fighting the thieves guild i honestly think like this could be a great breakaway from like films like you know suicide squad where it's like end of the world scenario and like infinity (laughs) war and stuff like that like avengers films like where you do like a really personal story you know give us the origin of the character do it right though you don't have to do the origin of the character right at the beginning of the film you can kind of like just like let it seep into the natural story of the movie like we can already start out with like gambit in the thieves guild and then learn about his character as we go on. We can find out like he was adopted. Uh, he was, you know, he uh, he was this baby born with these red eyes, this powerful baby, and like the thief, the thieves guild stole him. We can find that out later, and that can be like people that aren't familiar with the character can be like, ooh, oh my, I like that too. Yeah, I you mean, can even maybe have him being kicked out of the thieves guild. Yes, at the, of the movie. Yes, and and then by the end of the movie, he's fighting warring guilds like the guilds have actually like warring guilds that have been fighting each other are now you know teaming up to fight against gambit i mean you know you can do a lot with this i mean turn it into like a john wick type film like where john wick like like you know at the end of john wick 2 he's taking on all these uh different assassins and uh, i mean you can have a lot of fun with this movie if you really wanted to um but uh yeah i like i like your approach to it i think the yeah. more you try to do like you get real heavy into like the origin of Gambit yeah. and and not just make it like a stylized action movie, the more you risk it, it being kind of weak. I don't want it to be your traditional like, uh, you know, we've seen these traditional comic book movies where it's like, here's the origin of the character and like we're going to jump ahead a few years later and what's he up to now? You know, it's like. You know, like, uh, you spoon feed us this shit, you know? Like, uh, give me, treat me like I'm a little baby bird and just like, you know, chew it up and spit it in my fucking mouth a little bit at a time, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you there. <laughs> treat me like a little baby bird, damn it. You know? That's what I want. Dan, this movie's never gonna be made, right? <laughs> nope. Nope, just stop. It's never happening. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I like the I like the idea and everything that you're putting forward, dude. But I just don't think anyone's going to jump on this at all. As much as Channing Tatum keeps pushing it, it yeah. it's just doomed to fail. 
I don't know. And everybody's like, oh, Channing Tatum, he can do the, the Creole accent. He, he's going to knock that out of the ballpark. He's from, he's from Louisiana. He's from New Orleans. He lived there for like a fucking year and then moved the, yep. he, he lived there for like a year or two when he was a kid and moved to Florida. Shut the fuck up. You know, yeah, and do you funny. really think that he can carry like a whole solo movie himself? Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's like, you know, Jason Momoa. It's like it's like that. Like you saw him in was it Frontier? Was that that Netflix? Oh series? no no no, don't compare Jason Momoa to Channing Tatum. <laughs> Come on. Come Why? on. <laughs> Ch- no, 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 no. Tatum has been charming in movies. Yeah, come on, come on. Can, can we compare Channing Tatum to uh, Chris Hemsworth? Uh, more more I would, so I would than say Jason no. Momoa. I would say no. Really? Has he been in anything serious at all? Like, where he actually has to act as opposed to just dick it around, like in 21 Jump Street and stuff? Yeah. He was in, like, Hateful Eight. And he was was he? I haven't seen that yet. And uh, he was in something else serious. I'm drawing a fucking blank about what it was, though. Oh, shit. You know, help me out, Brian. You don't know another serious Channing Tatum movie? You know, yeah, all that's coming to mind is, like, Magic Mike and, uh, <laughs> you know, Magic Mike and uh, yeah, he did the 21 Jump Street films, Hateful Eight. He did, um, oh, man, I mean... Basically, uh, he was in, uh, you know, This is the End, uh, and he was, you know. Uh, he was in that oh, Coen Brothers was movie. He Fo- was in Foxcatcher. Have you guys seen that? I have seen Foxcatcher. Was he any good in that? Yeah, but, like, that's not, uh, you know, I didn't really enjoy the movie because I didn't understand the true story behind it. And after I watched right. the documentary, I could appreciate it more. He was good in it, but, like, he didn't, like, it wasn't very, he, he didn't play a very deep character. Basically, he was, like, uh Billy Bob Thornton's character in Sling Blade, but he really liked to wrestle. I mean, that's basically what he, who he was. He was uh. he, he wasn't really a deep character in that movie. Yeah, so. so we don't really have any examples of him being able to carry a solo movie yet. <sighs> you know, he's going to be in the next Kingsman film. Um, he was in the G.I. Joe movie, Retaliation. Uh, he was in the first G.I. Joe film. Yeah, G.I. Joe films are proof enough, Dan. I don't know what else, what yeah. else you want from me. <laughs> Settle down, man, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> yeah, I still, I still don't see it. Fuck, man. No, no, no. Like, if you can, like, stand out above the crowd when you're in a movie with one of the Wayans brothers, Jesus, come on. <laughs> you know, that had yeah, Marlon Dan, in if it. if it wasn't, like, six in the morning, Dan, you'd be all about this fucking game. Duh, <laughs> <laughs> Try seven in the morning. <laughs> yeah, shit. All right, let's move on into uh, DC news then. Let's let's knock it. Out. Did I miss any Marvel news, guys? I'm sure I did, but you know, is there anything big that I'm missing from San Diego uh, Comic Con? I don't think there's anything big. I think I can think of. Yeah, I mean, no, I think so. so. Fuck it. That's Fuck. what that's what next week's for. Yeah, yeah, we'll catch up. Uh, Zack Snyder, uh, what what did he do? He took down his Justice League tweets and he took down the Justice League banner on his profile pic. People are freaking out, saying that Warner Brothers is totally overhauling the film and that Whedon has taken over the majority of the film. That Snyder's leaving Warner Brothers altogether and won't do any anything, uh, you know, uh, in the future for the superhero universe there at uh, Warner Brothers. I personally, I felt like it meant nothing that. Um, he just didn't want like any attention towards that film right now with everything that's happened with his daughter. 
And then he recently tweeted, um, excited for the Justice League team as they descend upon the awesome fan packed, uh, into, uh, into Hall H tomorrow, sending my best, unite the league. I mean, it's like, he's, he's, I don't think he has any, uh, harsh feelings towards, uh, that film or Warner Brothers. No, that seems ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I gotta imagine in, in very many ways, it's still his baby and yeah. he hopes the best for it. Absolutely. So um, let's move on into uh, this rumor that came out. about It came from THR. They're reporting a uh, source that Warner Brothers might be gracefully parting ways with Ben Affleck as far as uh, Ben Affleck is Batman. And they said Ben Affleck is heading to Comic-Con this weekend to promote Warner Brothers' upcoming Justice League movie set for a November 17th release. But how many more times is he likely to put on the Batsuit? Probably not many. If ever again. Yes, Warner's film studio chief Toby Emmerich tells The Hollywood Reporter, Ben is our Batman. We love him as Batman. We want to keep him in the cowl as long as we can. And Matt Reeves, who will direct the studio's still undated and unwritten The Batman, has said that he means to keep Ben Affleck in the role. But a source with knowledge of the situation says that the studio is working on plans to usher out Affleck's Batman gracefully. Addressing the change in some shape or form in one of the upcoming DC films. Exactly when and how that might happen has yet to be confirmed, uh, determined. Uh, but it would be wise to bet against B- Affleck starring in the Batman. He has already stepped away from directing the film and Reeves is dropping the script that Affleck wrote with DC Entertainment Jeff Johns. The article then goes on to state that age might be the factor. Uh, talking about how Affleck's going to turn 45 in August. He's going to be pushing 50 before the Batman arrives in theaters. And uh, if Reeve makes a trilogy, Affleck would be in his mid-50s at best by the time that's done. Um, and they're talking about uh, his body not being able to hold up and all this other shit. And I don't know, guys. Uh, they uh, recently, what is it? Ben Affleck recently addressed this, didn't he? Yeah, he actually brought it up at the panel today. Yeah. yeah. Did you got news on that, Jake? Because I'm trying to find it. But what do you? Yeah, what, I got it. I got what it. What do you got? Um, he, um, where is it? Hold on, let me pull it up. Yeah, uh, he said um, he denied he was leaving the franchise, saying Batman is the coolest part in any universe. Uh, he said, "Let me be very clear. I am the luckiest guy in the world. I am so thrilled to do it. There's a misconception that because I wasn't directing it, I wasn't enthusiastic about it. But it's amazing." Um, he says, where is it? I still can't believe that after two films, Warner Brothers bosses have said, we want you to be our Batman, and I believe them. I say, he says, it's a great time to be in the DC Universe, so you can see why I'm excited to be Batman. You know, so. like, we got Robert Downey Jr., who's 52, still playing Iron Man. I, I don't see any reason why Ben Affleck... Uh, shows any signs of slowing down as Batman, I think that he can still be Batman in the DCEU for a good five, six, seven years now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And even if the stuff is true that um, Warner Brothers plans on ushering them out, you know, they're they're not going to do stuff so disgusting like that and be announcing it while they're promoting the Justice League movie, you know? Yeah, oh, They're going to be professional yes. about things. Yeah, I don't know why THR is reporting that. Like, where are they hearing that news from? Yeah, didn't you say it was a Warner Brothers exec or something that said that? Yeah, what was that? Who the fuck said that? 
probably I some bad for um, Warner Brothers having to deal with that major headline going on during what's supposed to be all the fun San Diego stuff. Like it, it came to such a head that Ben Affleck himself actually had to make a statement during the Hall H stuff. It's like, geez, come on. Uh, basically, like, it just says a source with knowledge of the situation. Oh, so yeah. bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people were reporting on it though, and it just seemed like a a weird time. Like, shouldn't you speculate on something like that on a slow news week, not when there's like five thousand different geek articles you could be writing about with it, stuff going on this it's, weekend? It started with THR, and everybody just fucking ran with it, Jake. Yeah, it's snowball. That that's just yeah. disgusting to me sometimes. Like I said. I felt bad for Warner Brothers having to publicly address that coming out. Yeah. So, we'll yeah. see. I agree with you, though, Brian. There's no there's no reason. I don't think either of us are the biggest Ben Affleck Batman fans, but there's no reason that he can't be in Batman movies for another <laughs> five to ten years. 50 is the new 40, you stupid fucking assholes. Yeah, exactly. That's what they tell me. He's probably taking that fucking uh, horny goat weed or whatever the fuck it is that extends, right? <laughs> what? He's taking that fucking, he's taking those supplements. That's why he's being able to fuck like the nanny. You know what I mean? He's been, <laughs> he said, fuck you, Jennifer Garner. I don't need you. I got, I, I'm bone. He wasn't, was he boning the nanny? Like, uh, him and Jennifer Garner, they're done. Like, he's with somebody else now and all that shit. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it is. It is very, very odd. Yeah, Ben Affleck does have some strange stuff going on in his uh, celebrity rumor mill. Yeah, he does. I, I read a whole article about like how he was seeing this woman, and she was married, and uh, now she's left her husband to go with Ben Affleck. I think she was. Uh, she's involved in Hollywood somehow. I think she's like a casting director or something like that. Man, that's odd. Man, no. Can you imagine being that guy? You know, like. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I don't know what her name is. Let's call her Susan. So, you know, you're talking, right. you're talking to your friends, you're having a beer and shit, you know, sitting down having a beer and like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, you, you and Susan, you're gonna, you're gonna work things out. And you're like, no, ain't gonna, no, she's, uh, she's fucking Ben Affleck. How, how do you have that conversation? You know what I mean? <laughs> how do you have that conversation? I don't know, I don't know if you should be flattered that Ben Affleck wants to fuck your woman or, or you should, you know, or you're just like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, where do you go from there? You know, yeah. I I know you definitely become a Marvel fan at that point. Are, are you, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Do you, do you do you do you do you sink down and say like, oh Ben Affleck, you're getting my sloppy seconds? I don't know. It's it's fucked up. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. What's this? Uh, what else? What other news do I got? Um, no, uh, oh yeah, uh, Matt, uh, Splash Report has, uh, they're claiming that Matt Reeves is gonna be bringing in, uh, everybody kind of assumed that, you know, they're, they're not doing the Ben Affleck, Jeff John script. Everybody kind of assumed it's just gonna be Matt Reeves script. The rumor is he's gonna be bringing in Mark Bomback, uh, who Reeves has worked with in the past. And, uh, Mark Bomback is, uh, the guy who wrote the last two War for the Planet of the Apes films. So that's the big rumor is that he's bringing in his buddy Mark Bomback to write. Hey, would you, hey, hey, would you rate that movie? Have you done that on a podcast yet? I gave it a Tupperware. Um, Dan gave it a high taste it. Um, have you seen it, Jake? 
No, I haven't had a chance to see any new movies lately. A lot of people's problems with it is that the movie was titled War for the Planet of the Apes, but there really was no war. That <laughs> that was that problem. It, yeah. I, yeah, I get it. I, I thought it was a very character-driven story, so I kind of forgave yeah. it for that. But like, as far as like a misleading title, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think so about. I mean, you had all like the Prisoner of War stuff with the fucking apes in the cages and. You know, working on the wall and Dan, Dan, shit like that. Yeah. Were they at war the whole movie? Hold on. No. Hold on. Dan, at the beginning of the movie, we saw yeah. war for the Planet of the Apes. Like, I was, yeah. like, going into this movie, when you tell me the title's War for the Planet of the Apes, I'm thinking I'm seeing Saving Private Ryan. I'm thinking I'm seeing, like, Band of Brothers with uh, Apes and Man. Like, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be like, you know, you got... You're going to have, like, apes and man battling each other this entire time. Like, it's going to be, you know, just bombs and guns and fighting and all this shit. It, yeah. it, it didn't, it was not that movie. It wasn't. I but still, was it a good movie? And now that you can see it without the preconceptions of the title, you'll like it more? I loved it. I gave it a Tupperware, Jake. I thought uh, it was fantastic. So that is the exact truth. Yeah, I loved it, yeah. but but and Dan gave it a high taste. It, but it, it's one of those things where like the the title is misleading. It is not. It's not War for the Planet of the Apes. It isn't. It's not. Yeah, it starts off that way and it kind of ends that way, but not the rest of the movie. No, like is, the end of the like movie. It's more of a character piece. The end of the movie is not the apes fighting man, Dan. No, that's true. <laughs> that's definitely true. Right. So it's not a war. Yeah. 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 It's not. I don't know. I guess the I, was there announcement that the fourth movie is going to be uh, Planet of the Ages is what it's going to be titled or something. Yeah, I don't know because I said to you that like it's a fitting into the trilogy. That was the message that I sent you, and then you were like, "No, but there's a fourth movie no. coming out," and I didn't know that. Yeah, no. This like the this movie was the end of spoilers. This movie was the end of Caesar's story. But, uh, the fourth film was announced back in October of 2016 that they were going to do another film. Yeah, so. I totally missed that. I can't believe I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's it going to be called? It's going to be called, uh. Any guesses? No, Planet of the Ages is like what I've read. So I don't know. I, you know. That... Two, two inch man standing on the apes? Oh, no, it was two, <laughs> it was two foot. Um. <laughs> But my was, yeah, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. You, can, I think people got what you were getting going for. Um, you did <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't quite land it, Jake. But you know what? It was it, no, it was a valiant attempt at bringing that joke back. I'm bringing <laughs> shitty jokes back. You know, yeah. You know that was my that was my Justin Timberlake. Yeah, um, nice JT drop there. If Justin Timberlake was in Planet of the Apes, he'd be called Justin Timber Ape. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> um, guys, I don't know. Um, Mark Bomback and Matt Reeves working together. I think, I think that that, I think that's cool. I, especially for the Batman film. Like these guys are used to working together on these movies. And I always feel like I want Matt Reeves to feel like he's in a comfortable atmosphere. And I feel like, if he can get in a room with Mark Bomback and work on the script and they can feel comfortable and work off of each other, I think that's great. I do feel like the, these guys do need to have Jeff Johns kind of like helping them oversee the story, though. I mean, yeah. you can't, you know, for as much as like, it's like, yeah, 
for as much as they're talking about how they're not going to use Jeff John's script with Ben Affleck, I, I do feel like if you don't use Jeff John's, you're kind of pushing out like a really good resource, a great resource for DC. This yeah. guy is like a library of DC. I mean, are yeah. they completely pushing him out? He'll still be. No, no, no. I'm talking about the news story here, though. Matt Reeves. Here's the rumor. Matt Reeves bringing in Mark Bomback. You know, it it should also be like a collaboration between Jeff Johns as well. I mean, why am I not hearing more Jeff Johns involved in this story? You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a a fucking, uh, I don't know, fanboy and shit and being a bitch or something, but... No, man, no, you're, you're totally correct. Because if they if they are pushing him out, then they're they're getting rid of a shitload of knowledge. Right, right, which is, yeah. Which is a, it's a bad idea. Right. Yeah, I mean, no. he, just have him on a, even if he doesn't write it, at least have him on as like some kind of like consultant capacity or something, just so he can point out like you know if they're taking a the wrong turn or, or or whatever. At least have him there for that. Yeah, I mean Marvel has done it with Ed Brubaker bringing him in yeah. to, you know, help with uh, you know, cons- being br- having him be a consultant on Winter Soldier, which that was his baby. Like that makes 100% sense. Let's do this. And uh definitely when you have a guy like Jeff Johns, Je- I don't want him being pushed out of the story here. I mean I don't know, Jake. I mean, what do you, what are you thinking? Yeah. I say kick Jeff Johns off the fucking set and be gone with him. And let I mean, to me, the whole point of this thing is let Matt, Matt Reeves do his thing and live and die by his thing. Like let a creator make a movie. And I think the more people you add into the mix, the more it kind of dilutes one person's vision, and the less chance you have of getting something that isn't a convoluted mess i know i mean jake damn no i no jake is absolutely right which is why josh trank's fantastic four was this huge success that it was i mean we didn't have (laughs) but i mean that was the same situation we heard tons of stories about kinsberg basically on the set practically like having to help direct the movie fuck kinsberg i'm talking about i'm talking about jeff johns fuck kinsberg I know. I'm just saying what happened on the. It wasn't like Trank was like this solo visionary doing the Fantastic Four at the end of the day. I'm just saying you, if Matt Reeves were to like be like, yeah, you know, you know, what would Jeff John? Uh, Jeff Johns is 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 a is a damn good writer when DC is not fucking like stretching him too thin, and when you know when they're not rebooting their universe. Jeff Johns is a damn good writer, and. Um, I, Oh, I agree. I'm not trying to disparage Jeff Johns, but I, I think it's apparent that Matt Reeves has ideas for this movie yeah, from yeah. the initial dealings that and it took I, to yes. even get him on the film. Right. Agreed. Yeah. So, so let him run with those ideas. I mean, Jeff Johns is a valuable resource, and yeah. by all means, let him be on as executive producer. Let him read the screenplay. Let him make a note and say, you know, hey, Matt. This is very uncharacteristic of Batman and let Matt make a judgment call there. I'm, I'm completely fine with that. But I think at the end of the day, most of the creative power should sit with Matt Reeves and the writer he wants on. I agree. I just, I, I think going back, did you say fuck Jeff Johns? I mean, like, <laughs> no, I said kick him the fuck off the set. Oh, excuse me. I don't mean to fucking twist your words. 
So, yeah, <laughs> kick him off the fucking set. I, I'm sorry. I thought you said fuck Jeff Johns. You, you, no, you were, you were more, you were a little bit more tactful. Said kick him off the fucking set. Um, yeah. so I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. We'll do it. Yeah. Somebody, somebody will let us know. Uh, I may be paraphrasing myself, but. <laughs> no, I, I, I get what you're saying. I want, I do want directors, um, to be able to have their cre- creative control over these projects. I, and, um, you know, if he wants to bring in this bomb back guy to, to help him. And, but I, I think Jeff Johns is a, is a valuable resource. This guy is a encyclopedia of DC knowledge. And, um, I think that he, yeah, he was, he <clears throat> was invaluable to how awesome that green lantern movie was. No, Jeff Johns, <laughs> Jeff Johns. He, you know what? He helped, write that Green Lantern movie and then they said I know that's my point. No, 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 no. They didn't use his shit. They fucking they fucking they 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 tossed his fucking shit. And they and they, and then they then they ruined it. Okay? So like Jeff Johns of course wanting to be company man still continued to be a cheer, cheerleader for the film, but like they fucking they shit on his stuff. Like I think like you know when you've got Jeff Johns like you've got Kevin Feige giving notes for you know, you know, like when Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man Two came out, Kevin Feige's like writing down notes, like oh, what he would have done differently. And you know, after the Sony, after the Sony email leaks came out, um, Sony actually took those uh, those notes from Kevin Feige very seriously, and that's why we got this merger between uh, Marvel Studios and uh, and Sony. I think like, I think Jeff Johns, like if you if. If you, you don't have to do everything he says because he's not, he's not a movie guy. He's, he's a great storyteller and things like that, but like movies and directing is different. But if you, if you kind of like take like some of the, just some of his notes and, and you can work with those, I think, I think you can have a great movie. You don't have to do everything he fucking says. And I don't want Jeff, like Matt Reeves to just be like, I'm not using that Jeff Johns gets all butt hurt and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeff I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I get it. No, yeah, I, I get it. I want no. I want creative freedom too for these directors as well, Jake. I want that too. I I would fight for that too because like I think like Edgar Wright, if, if given his being able to give his own vision of Ant Man, I think we would have got a better better movie. I think you know. And if you liked Ant Man, that's fine. That's fine. You don't have you know you got mediocre taste. That's fine. You know. Hey, can we take a quick break? Yeah, people that loved Ant Man go to. They think McDonald's serves fucking good food, so <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, Didn't you, know? you guys taste it? Huh? Didn't you guys taste it? Yeah, it's a taste. Yeah, man. I, I still, I, I still taste it. I taste McDonald's yeah. too. I, every it's once a in a while, it, every once in a while, I want to take. You know, I want to eat some of their fries. You know, I got to taste yeah. some McDonald's fries every once in a while. But like, you know, it's not like you fucking. Uh, hey, honey, it's our twentieth uh, anniversary. Let's go to fucking McDonald's. <laughs> You know, that's Ant Man. Ant Man yeah. is Ant Man is the McDonald's of the MCU movies to me. You know. Oh, that is horrible. <laughs> no, that's so mean. Jake, I, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Yeah. Greetings, leftover army. Pop culture leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read, but. Their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com. And if the leftovers like it, 
They'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right, yeah, we're back. Uh, DC News. Uh, yeah, we're going to do some DC News. We're going to wrap this up with uh, Ready Player One. That's one of the things that we didn't talk about. I know our, our listener, Nana Pratt, wanted us to talk about that, so we're going to talk about that. I know Jake and Dan are big fans of it, so we're going to talk about it. But uh, let's talk about this uh, Justice League trailer that came out. Um, yeah, uh, it was like a four-minute fucking trailer. Starts off with uh, J.K. Simmons as uh, Commissioner Gordon. And uh, we got a lot of uh, Wonder Woman whipping her hair around and shit. And uh, what would you guys think? Yeah, that was crazy. Did that guy punch her in the head? Yeah, no, he, <laughs> uh, he, took, the, he took the butt of a gun and punched her in the back of the head. Yeah, jeez, wow. <laughs> that was kind of shocking to see, right? Kind of a dick move, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was cool to see Wonder Woman again. That was definitely a highlight of this trailer. What would you think, Dan? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm 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 still worried. It's the it's the dude bro Aquaman and the uh, the general special effects and stuff. I'm just a little bit concerned. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dude, it just yeah. yeah it's so it's just it's so fucking weird. That was cool. It's like what fucking Aquaman wouldn't say that shit. What's happening? <laughs> I know I think it's uh, I think it's pandering to the lowest denominator as far as the audience is like I want to smash some beers with Aquaman. Right? I that would is- love to hang out with Jason Momoa. I really would. He yeah. seems like a really nice guy. Yes. And I wish nothing but the best for him, but he it, the, the way that he's going about portraying Aquaman, I know you guys say Aquaman. Um <laughs> we had this before. Um yeah, I just I just don't like where they're putting his character. It's fucking it just it's completely different to the way that he's written and how I read him in the comics. It's fucking odd hearing yeah. him speak. Yeah, to admit. Yeah, I'm, he was the weak link in the trailer for me too, Dan. Mm. And I mean the design of Cyborg as well. That is that's pretty fucking far out there as well. I've never seen anything like that in the comics or the cartoons or anything. Um, it's just, it, everything's just kind of slightly off kilter at the moment. I think the lo- differences that we are seeing in this version, I think we are seeing instead of Aquaman, we are seeing Aquaman as you so call him, as you call yeah. him. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's where they done fucked up. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, give us Aquaman. Portrayed Aquaman instead of Aquaman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not acclimating to Aquaman. Ooh. I want to, <laughs> I want to aquamate to Aquaman. <laughs> well Which, done, well done. No, not well done. That was a horrible joke. But no, I think he's the weak link in this. I also think that Cyborg, the special effects, did not look good on Cyborg. Um, it looks, it looks, as far as DC movies, it looks like they are going for more fun in this one. Um, oh, I, definitely. I, I, I. I I don't know. I uh, 
I'm really scared by fun DC trailers, though, after the Suicide Squad debacle. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, Steppenwolf looks like uh, more CGI. And I had a problem with this with uh, with Wonder Woman, the CGI. He's all CGI. Yeah. Because the, the guy that plays Steppenwolf is the guy that played uh, Mance Raider in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And in an interview, he said he never once was with any of the cast. Yeah. In the entire filming of the movie, the main villain never once was in the room with any of the cast members. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy to me. I hope it's good. I mean, I really do. I mean, it's it's the Justice League. Oh, yeah, League, me too. So. Yeah. I quite liked, um, like, Esmeralda. As, as the Flash, I liked a lot of his lines and stuff, and um, yeah, okay. After the suits a bit fucking weird and armory and stuff like that, but you know, I, I like his portrayal that I've seen so far. And actually, one of my friends um, is an extra in Justice League, and he was saying about um, how they had to do a uh, like a freeze time moment. So in the movie, there's going to be a scene where Flash is running through the city and like everyone around him is going to be frozen. And that was like one of the scenes that my friend was in. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah, it was cool, man. So, I mean, that was nice to hear that we're going to get quite a few set pieces with the Flash's powers and stuff like that. And he's definitely one of the characters that I'm a lot more interested in like seeing more of. Because uh, I have liked him in the trailers and like the first trailer that we saw where he like meets Bruce and everything. I thought that was that was funny and it, it really like pertains to Flash's character as we know him. So um, I'm got seriously hopeful for Ezra Miller as the Flash. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I was, oh, go ahead. I Jake. was laughing at the portrayal during the trailer of him basically not knowing what the fuck he was doing at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just chase guys and I push them and then I run away. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to uh, Trucker Aquaman. I don't know. No. <laughs> oh man, the Aquaman thing is so hilarious. It's like a real life. It's become the real life like entourage shit. It's like almost a joke at this point. The Aquaman thing. Yeah, but I think like it's 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 pandering to casual audiences. Yeah, that's what they want, huh? I think so. You know, I think casual audiences are going to go into this movie and be like, "Yeah, man, fucking, I love Punisher and and I like this new. <laughs> I like why not go all the way then? I like this guy? this new Aquaman. <laughs> He's cool, man. I like him. I like to drink a beer with that new Aquaman." <laughs> I don't know, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I laughed at the end. DC always does jokes about the heroes disappearing faster than the other person realized they've disappeared. That's like their go-to humor. Well, yeah, like they cannot get enough of that joke. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Even Christopher Nolan used that joke in the Dark Knight trilogy. It's like they they ugh. that well once again. <laughs> And at the end of the trailer, we obviously get Superman coming back, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who it is? I thought that was where the T-Rex came back. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's where the, we see the glass with, the was it, water or scotch or something in it? And the ripples are in there. And then Alfred turns around and says, oh, yeah, he told me you'd be back. Or something like that. And it's like, well, that Superman's coming back then for definite. Uh, Superman loves water. It's not It's not Aquaman, like most people believe. <laughs> I think it. I think it was Zack Snyder. You think? Oh. 
But you guys don't seem very jazzed for this. I've got to admit. <laughs> I, are you are are you are you are Dan? Uh, I, again, I'm hopefully optimistic. <laughs> that's, that's about all I can say, really. Aside from the, the things that I've listed that I don't like, um, it, I honestly just like you, Brian. I just want, I just want a good Justice League movie. That's all I want. I don't want it to be like a convoluted story like BVS. I don't want it to be a complete shit show like Suicide Squad. You know, it, it, from the looks of things, it's not going to be a Wonder Woman. You know, it's not going to be like that that fucking good. But. Oh, God, you know, I just hope they can pull it out of the bag. I really do. Because, you know, it's the fucking Justice League, man. It's the Justice League. You've got to do it right. Yeah, hopefully they keep their guns and don't show us the Superman stuff and how that pays out. Yeah, I don't know whether or not we're, that, that that will actually happen or not. Because uh, they've got a bad habit of showing everything, you know, secret characters and all. So, yeah. Because I can't lie, I'm a bit intrigued. How Superman's going to come into it, and how that's all going to pan out. Yeah, there's a. I guess there's been a picture of like a Superman hot toy or something that was released, and he's in like in a brighter suit. It's like the official Justice League hot toy or some shit. And it's suit, a brighter suit. It's a brighter oh, suit. I mean, you know, we've got like the uh, the other the other suit that we've seen. It's kind of like a darker blue, and like the red doesn't pop. And these are this is definitely a brighter suit from what I saw. I was hoping for all black garb Superman. Well, I think we might get. I, I reckon we're going to get like black Superman to begin with when he comes back, and then maybe when he like goes into like the final battle, then he'll have that new suit with the better colors. And, and I'm everything. thinking that when Aquaman is on the Batmobile riding with Batman and going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's wearing a Jansport backpack, and we're going to get a two-foot-tall Superman <laughs> on the back of said backpack. So. <laughs> he hasn't quite regenerated enough. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. All right. have his crypt- Kryptonian coma too fucking early. <laughs> <sighs> what about this news? What about this news that came out uh, from DC? Uh, Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment are developing a live-action film pitting Harley Quinn against the Joker. <laughs> oh, yawn a why would Why would they do that? Why? 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 Do they know anything about the characters at all? Why would oh they do gosh. that? I, it just seems like they're making that movie for cosplayers. <laughs> yeah. It's like, here you go, Joker and Harley cosplayers. Here's enough material for the next decade of comic conventions. <sighs> God, what what are they doing? I the, don't get it. God, yeah, it's ridiculous. And and for Jared Leto to fucking agree to this shit makes me like makes my stomach oh, turn. He's coming yeah. back as Tinker. What the fuck? He said he wasn't coming back. Uh, I don't know. Oh, he'll be back for this he'll when be he back. talks. Oh my god. <sighs> when are they gonna learn? I don't mm. It, 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 it makes me angry. It really does. Like, as a fan of the comics, it makes me seriously fucking angry that they keep screwing this up and we're hearing these ideas which are just terrible. And the, But they're, they're not listening to the fans and they're just going ahead anyway. Yeah, like, what, who, who are the fans that were asking for this fucking movie? <laughs> Gosh, players. Yeah, I don't, just, I don't get it. I don't, oh man, it's, 
it's gone to the point now where I've literally said on you know multiple podcasts everything of why how they've got it wrong and and that you know Joker in Suicide Squad is not my Joker. He's nothing like anything I've ever seen before in a bad way, and he just he just didn't work in that movie. And I honestly don't think that that's Jared Leto's fault either because he's a fucking incredible actor, and it was just the way that the character was written and the, the fucking costume design and everything, it was just all wrong. So whether or not when they do make this Harley versus Joker, ugh, it's disgusting even saying those words. Um, <laughs> when they do they make that movie, whether or not he comes back as a more kind of traditional look Joker, then that would be better. But the whole premise of the film is just shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm with Dan 100%. I don't even know what to say about this one. No. Is, it, I mean, yeah. is there a comic where this happens at all that I've missed somewhere? Or I mean, there's precedence for it, I think. Right? I wouldn't say so. I mean, there's history between <laughs> Harley and Joker. Yeah, but she's like, you know, madly in love with the guys. She's completely fucking brainwashed by him. Yeah, well, no hey, yeah, like what comics are you reading where people are like raving about like that... Uh, Joker versus Harley run. Oh, don't act like I'm trying to defend this damn movie. <laughs> oh man, finally, finally, they're they're fucking uh, taking it from the page onto the uh, onto the screen where we finally get to see a proper Joker versus Harley movie. Been waiting for that one. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's the versus part. That is that is the part that's weird. Uh, well, you know, Batman v Superman, Joker v Harley. You know. Yeah. It writes itself, you know? It does, it does write itself. <laughs> it writes uh, itself we, very badly. We asked 10,000 cosplayers to fill out a survey about what, <laughs> what DC movie they would like to see, and overwhelmingly it came back Joker Harley Quinn. Yeah. That's, that's what happened here. Uh, I mean, this... there's really nothing to say about this announcement, is there? No. Apart from that it's just wrong in every single fucking way. It's awful. What's, uh, what's more stupid? This or the uh, other thing they're doing with the Gotham City Sirens? Oh, it's this. By a long yeah. fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I oh, no. Saying, I don't understand it. I just don't fucking get it, dude. Nah, we're just, no, we're just, we're just DC haters. We're just DC yeah. haters. Yeah, we don't yeah. like the characters or the comics or fucking anything. You know, no. We just, we just no. shit on them. Because yeah, we're just, we're just DC hate. We just, no, I just want them to run wild with any stupid fucking idea. And I'm just going to be a goddamn cheerleader no matter what they fucking do. No matter what they fucking do. It doesn't matter what they fucking announce. I'm just going to fucking go rah, rah, rah. Fucking awesome. Harley versus Joker. Fucking amazing. I can't wait for that movie. It's so fucking promising because I'm a fan. I love DC. See, it doesn't matter what they announce. Oh god, no! I'm a Marvel fuck boy. I love everything Marvel does. Uh, and, and DC, it doesn't matter what they announce because I'm just gonna fucking hate it. No, it's just a, it's stupid. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> and if you yeah, support this fucking shit, uh, just fucking uh, just go eat your McDonald's and enjoy your Ant Man movies, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that cleared that up. No, it's just, it's just, it's no. People think that I just that we just suck the dick of Marvel all the time. I compared Ant Man to McDonald's, which is, it supersize me. Go fuck yourself. 
<laughs> yeah, we got to <laughs> taste it, a low taste it from Brian and Jake on that. Right. I but mean, come on. If, come on. If, if DC fans don't want you guys or me to dislike DC movies or Warner Brothers movies, then fucking make some good Warner Brother movies. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, we all agree that Wonder Woman is absolutely awesome. It's not. We all agree that. Thank you. It's not DC versus Marvel. It's good movie versus bad movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I 100%, 100% agree. And if you don't so. see it that way, if you think that we're being biased, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, and I don't normally say this, but I totally agree. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't. I hate to say it like that, but no, if if you don't see it that way, like I've given my fair share of criticism to bad Marvel movies. Iron Man three is a steaming pile of garbage in my mind. Uh, Avengers: uh, Age of Ultron is a steaming pile of garbage. Ant Man was okay. It was okay. Seriously, it was like somebody served me a steak, and you know what? They served to me, uh, you know, I like mine medium rare, and they they gave it to me medium rare, but there was no seasoning, you know? Iron Man 3 is way better than Ant-Man. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Way better. It's not. No, no. You just like, no, Jake, you just like, you, your taste buds are fucking, you're fucked up. Your taste buds are <laughs> fucked up. That's what it is. I just watched him within the same week a little while ago, and Iron Man 3 was far superior to Ant-Man. That's subjective. That's your opinion. I mean, oh, it's definitely. It's I definitely. mean, you know, you might enjoy, like, that Trevor reveal. That might have blown your dick off or whatever the fuck. But I thought it was I thought it was cheap. I thought it was stupid. Um, you know, it's, oh, I, I don't need, I don't need the suit. I'm Iron Man. I'm Iron Man without the suit. I can, I can defeat anybody and I can, uh, I can be, uh, this, I can be this hero without the suit. And then who wins the fucking battle at the end of the movie? His fucking girlfriend who's injected with the fucking, uh, what was that fucking virus or whatever the fuck called? The extremist virus. Yeah. 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 His girlfriend wins the battle for him. Yeah. Way to go. Great storytelling, Shane Black. You stupid asshole. <laughs> Good shit. Good sh- great story. I don't need the suit. I'm Iron Man. Yeah, who wins the battle for you? Your girlfriend. And I'm not against empowered females. I'm just against stupid fucking stories. Yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of fun with that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. No, I think it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's- it's not the best Marvel movie, but it's 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 not terrible. Nah, I think you're both you're both infected with the extremist virus. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Just, just quickly, man. Like, yeah. This is one of the reasons why, like, you know, you guys know that Venom's my favorite character. Yeah. You know, I'm already shitting on the Tom Hardy movie because th- from the, the get go, it doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah. Not to have it related to Spider Man. Sure. Guess what? That's fucking Marvel. You know. It, it like we just want good movies around around the fucking board. We're right. all comic fans, we're all DC, Marvel, Image, fucking everything. We love it all, and we just want the characters and the stories to be given their fucking like they they do they do justice. It's, yeah, that's true. No, I agree with you totally. It's like it's one of those things where like I can agree, I can understand somebody being like pro DC. I totally get it. But I honestly feel like on the flip side, like those fans should be even more critical towards these movies. Like you shouldn't be just like, 
Yeah, it doesn't matter what DC does. I'm pro DC. I'm going to love everything that DC comes out with. No, you should be more critical of these movies because you hold these characters to a higher regard than somebody that's not maybe like a DC like fan, like a like a like a super fan. You should you should actually want even more from these characters than what the they've been giving us. It just oh, uh, no doubt. So, you know, yeah. I think one of the reasons why we're not so fucking like hyped up about the Justice League movie is because we've been let down so many times. Yeah. And this is, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not too sure about Jake because we do know that Jake is a Marvel fuckboy, but mm. you know, um, like you know, you and me have read Justice League for years, and it, but we're not excited because the trailer, the fucking CGI looks terrible. They've taken characters that we love and they've completely changed them as like changed their personalities. We've been let down before in the past by the other films. Mm-hmm. And so it's difficult to get hyped about something yeah. when the past history of it is so bad. And what we're seeing right now isn't what we want. It, it's frustrating as hell. It is. Oh, yeah, I've read my share of justice league, man. I, I love me some justice league. The Mark Wade justice league, Year one is one of my favorite series. And, you know, I've, of course, read all the uh, Morrison Porter stuff, that, that yeah. huge run that kind of revitalized the Justice League in DC Comics. Yeah, I only said you're a Marvel fuckboy because that's exactly how you refer to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't taking offense to the Marvel fuckboy yeah, cool, part. Dude. <laughs> that's not the part I was disputing. Yeah, so. No, I mean. I do have my experience with. with some Justice League backstory. Yeah. I've yeah. read my share of some Justice League stories. Jeff Johns has oh. written some great Justice League in the past, too. So, I mean, yeah. even, when the New 52 in my mind was floundering, Justice League was still coming out with some pretty damn good stories, in my opinion, and some great artwork from, you know, Jim Lee. So, yeah. But, yeah, uh, we're, just, we're all fans, and we all just want the best for the characters. No, that's no, 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 that's not true. No. I'm biased. <laughs> I'm biased. That's why, that's why I fucking raved about Spider-Man Homecoming. That's why I raved about it. No, no. I do I, want this whole DC Universe completely destroyed and rebooted, though. Like, I am over it already. Yeah, it's like, getting uh, that way. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, Wonder Woman's fantastic. Yeah. I don't think she can hold the whole ship together. No, I I would be happy if they totally said, you know what, we're going to stop making these DC movies, but we're going to continue on with uh, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Like, you're going to get those movies. Yep. I love that. That's, like, right now, in my opinion... That's the best comic book movie to come out this year. And yes, I'm aware that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 came out, people. But Wonder Woman, for me, is the best comic book movie of the year, in my opinion. So, all right. Yeah, yeah. So take that. <laughs> yeah, take that. Everybody's saying that I'm just a fucking Marvel fuck boy and blah, 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 whatever. Um, I want you guys to finish off uh, the episode. We're going to finish it off with... Um, Ready Player One. Uh, the trailer came out. I know you both have read it. I have not read it. I did watch the trailer, though, while we did take a break. Um, what do you guys think about this uh, Steven Spielberg project, Ready Player One? Yeah, I, I, I've been excited for this since the announcement. Like, when, when you read this book, you, like, instantly can't wait to see an adaptation of this book and how they're going to do it. Like, it just had that feel of a movie when you when you read it. And Spielberg was just the perfect guy for this. Like, there's so much in it that's an homage to his style in the first place that it was just such a natural fit. 
it just felt like magic when they made this announcement. So, oh man, I've been on pins and needles to see this trailer, and I, I was exceptionally pleased. I, I'm super excited. We really didn't get to see much, but I got to see enough to see that this is going to be a pretty faithful adaptation to what I read, and I'm pretty fucking pumped. I mean, uh, Dan, what'd you think? I mean, I, I could briefly give a synopsis of the story, but I'm just kind of talking about initial trailer excitement. Yeah, just much like you, dude. Um, as soon as they announced Spielberg, it was, like you said, a perfect fit. And I've been waiting for this trailer as well. And, I mean, I think I'm a little bit more excited about it than you are because I fucking love this trailer so damn much. Uh, it realizes visually everything that I read in the books and uh, in the book, sorry. And, like, oh, my God, it's just, it's, it's just so fucking gorgeous. And... Because I literally, I watched this after I watched the Justice League trailer, and having the comparison between like those special effects and these special effects, it there's there's just so such a big gap. It's absolutely insane the amount of detail and the cinematography involved in all the CG and, and everything. It just looks fucking incredible, and there's loads and loads of you know references and homages to different um you know uh like pop culture stuff like throughout yeah. this trailer just nothing's it, ever been done like this it's like it's like roger rabbit on fucking acid in a way where it's like just so many pop culture things all together in uh, one come movie. on guys pixel came pixels came out a couple years ago come on yeah <laughs> let's give some credit no. where credit is due come on guys let's pay our respects to kevin james and adam sandler <laughs> No. Shall we? <laughs> no. No. Oh yeah, Dan. I don't. I don't. I. I don't know if I could have a contest with you about who's more excited about this trailer, man. Yeah, I don't, it would be pretty close. I, I'm pretty fucking pumped. This was pretty amazing to me to Dilly, see man, just all. I to hear. Oh man, I got I got goosebumps just in the first 15 seconds seeing the stacks where they live, yeah. all the cars. I heard. Up, hey, Jake. I heard Dan got goosebumps within the first 14 seconds. <laughs> you, you motherfucker, Dan! I'm getting a plane ticket flying over there, and fucking curb stopping you now. Wow! <laughs> Can I? Hey, since since I have never read this, uh, did I see the Iron Giant in this? You yeah, did. You definitely did. Okay. See the Iron Giant. I also saw. Yeah, did right. I see a Tron light cycle? Uh, yeah, I believe the Akira bike was in there too. <laughs> uh, did I see? Uh, Oh, so was it the Akira bike or was it the... It's the Akira bike. I, it's the Akira bike. Okay, so it's not the Tron light cycle because that's Disney. And they're like, fuck yeah. you. You're not using our shit. Yeah, probably not. Okay. Did I see uh, a bunch of guys uh, listening to Rush music and dressed up like Daft Punk? What What the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those were like the cops of the Oasis. The okay. bad guys. I saw a DeLorean. Yes, you definitely saw a DeLorean. Okay. So are you getting Marty McFly in this? What's going on? No, just using the DeLorean. You could get Marty McFly, though. Yeah. The basic premise of this is it's, you know, it's a kind of a really shitty world to live in. And so everyone lives inside of the Oasis, which is like basically an artificial world created by this guy. And this guy passes away. And when he passes away, he promises the Oasis can be claimed by whoever can uncover the three Easter eggs he's hidden within his world. 
And so all these people are trying to, it's like basically the people that love the world for the fun against mm-hmm. the corporations that want to take it over and sell it and mine it for profit, you know? So this yeah, is like, uh, this it, is like Willy Wonka. It's very it much like Willy Wonka. Yeah, it's just like that, man. Because they, they actually inherit the the creator's like fortune as well outside mm-hmm. of the Oasis. Mm. So you have all these, this massive company who hires uh, like gamers to go into the Oasis to try and find the Easter eggs. And they're like on, they're like on a paycheck to, to find this, this, these Easter eggs for them. And then we have the, the other guys who was sort of like, uh, like the hero Wade and, um, him and his friends are just trying to find it like through love of the game as opposed to, you know, looking like trying to basically take over the Oasis and stuff like that. It, it's a, it's a fantastic story and it is littered with pop culture everywhere. It's, a, it's basically built on pop culture. That's the whole point of the Oasis Yeah. because the guy that makes it, um, uh, Anorak, his name is, it's his like game name. Um, he's a huge, he was a kid of the eighties and he grew up in the eighties and he put all of these, um, characters and like you're saying, like the DeLorean, we got like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in there as well. And he puts all of this stuff into this, uh, this, what is essentially like a the MMO, a massively multiplayer online game. And, yeah. uh, and, and all these, these characters throughout the world get to experience all of the things that he loves. So that's why we're seeing all of these characters and fucking, yeah, DeLoreans and Akira cycles. Oh my god, it's so cool. <laughs> and people have been looking for these Easter eggs for years, too. And yeah. so people have become obsessed with 80s culture, like almost like a religion, yep. to try to like become as much like the creator as possible to get in tune with where these clues and Easter eggs could be. Mm. So like reliving 80s pop culture has become like an obsession for people. It's pretty amazing. I, I I tell people that in the last decade, it's the only. If you're going to read one book that came out in the last decade, this is this is the book. Jake says, "Fuck the Bible." Oh, yeah, cut, it didn't no. come out in this decade. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. You know, you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so you don't put "fuck the Bible" in my. No, I'm just. Hey, hold on, hold on. I'm just saying, like. How many text messages? No. How many random text messages have I got at two a.m. where you say "fuck the Bible"? <laughs> I'll get those too. So God forbid, God forbid, I bring it up on the podcast and confuse it with the last decade because I get these. I get no. I get these text messages all the time from you. Yeah, I. <laughs> I'm really proud of the memes. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So Brian, what did, what did you think about the trailer from watching it and obviously not reading the book? I noticed uh number one that the main character and I was joking about the Jake fuck the Bible thing. That's people chill the fuck out, all right? Don't uh <laughs> Jesus. It's like I'm you sure can't, I have said that. Yeah, you probably have. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um I uh I noticed number one that it's the it's our actor Cyclops from uh the Apocalypse film is the main actor that we see in this trailer. Um, Ty Sheridan, is that his name? Ty Sheridan, yeah. yeah. And um, it, the music got me into it. I thought that, that was a really cool choice using Rush. Um, I uh, it looked it looks fun. I wasn't as blown away with the uh, special effects in it. Some of it felt like very much like a video game, but maybe that's what they're going for. And I'm, I'm asking yeah. you. I- Definitely. Okay. Then if that's what they were going for, yeah, they, they nailed it. 
Um, I am excited to see this though. It, it, it does look like it's action packed. Like this trailer did bring out a lot of cool, like eighties nostalgia and it looks like it's action packed and, uh, I'm definitely, I am intrigued. So yeah, get the, get this on your audible account and yeah. do it. I think it already is. Oh, you, you will just, it'll be the best three days you've had in a long time. I think it is on my Audible account already, so. It, it'll, it'll be fantastic. You will just be obsessed the entire time. Cool. Yeah, if you can stand, if you can stand Will Wheaton's voice, then you'll enjoy it. I don't know. He's like, I don't even know if I'm going to watch Titan's Return now, cause he's going to be Perceptor. <laughs> So, <laughs> just boycotting anything that he's in. Yeah. Ben Ben Mendelsohn's the uh, main villain in the Ready Player One movie. Oh, really? Yeah, yep. he's Sorrento, the the head of the corporation that wants to take over the Oasis and just turn it into you know the corporation, basically. Uh, Sorrento, yeah, and we got uh, Mark Rylance from uh, Bridge of Spies as well. He plays Halliday, who is uh, the the guy I was saying about earlier, Anorak. He he plays Halliday, who is the creator of uh, the the Oasis, and Simon Pegg plays um, Moreau, who is the co-creator as well. Oh, so who's who's the guy from Bridge of Spies? The older guy? It's the, it's 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 the guy that won the Academy Award. Oh, he's so uh, good. Oh, I yeah. know. Oh, I love yeah. that movie too. God, I forgot about that movie. It's so good. Tom Hanks. I was actually telling Dan on break that that's something he really needs to see. Oh, yeah, Bridge of Spies. Yeah, you got to see that. It's so fucking good. Hey, um, final thing that I want to talk about is this entire time I've been uh, gauging both of your levels of excitement and judging them this entire time. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. I did not know this was going to happen. I'm already... I want final speeches allowed. Are, are you really? Are you really pissing and moaning about this? This I, like I was going to give it to you, Jake, and now I don't know. Okay. No, 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 no. It's good. We don't need final speeches. Uh, I don't know. I'm pulling back on that. I'm starting. To, I'm. I'm feeling Dan. I'm feeling Dan. I'm feeling Dan right now. Yeah, I'm saying Dan is our uh, Dan. You you won. You won. Ready Player One. Yes. You're the Ready Player winner. Fuck off, Jake. How about that? Huh? It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I've, I've been looking for my ticket this entire time. <laughs> oh, God. Ready, player, lose. Right. That's, that's you, Jake. <laughs> it's going to be ready, player, curb stop. <laughs> oh, yeah, Brian, def- definitely, if you've got it already, just, just you know, Set the time aside and just listen to it. Yeah, but uh, hold on. Should I just watch the movie first? Like, if I read the book, like, am I going to enjoy this fucking movie? You guys, you can't, you can't even answer that question. You don't know. No, I, I, I I think you will enjoy both. I think Spielberg's going to have fun with this. I think the story leads itself to doing other creative stuff in the movie that wasn't done in the book, where it's not going to be the kind of thing where you're going to be like, it wasn't like that. I, I think there's a lot of room for interpretation. And Ernest Klein, the writer himself, has been heavily involved mm. with the uh, writing of this movie. So I, 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 I think you should listen slash read before you see the movie. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, man. Okay. I, think, I honestly think that if you if you listen or like read the book, it will make this movie better. I was waiting I really- for what Dan said because I think like he's like the super fan. Like... <laughs> Just from like I agree. my, I, he 
He definitely liked Armada more than me, I think. <laughs> Did you read Armada, Dan? No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, oh I, I guess oh, I liked no. it more by default. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All oh, right. God. Guys, San Diego Comic-Con 2017. I don't know. There's probably more news we didn't cover. Blah, 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 whatever. Fuck off. Read it yourself. We're done. Yeah, dude, they came out with some sweet Funko Pops this year. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> dude, they came out with the fucking giant-sized Snoke Funko Pop where he's, like, in the holographic form. Oh, okay. So, yeah, okay. I get it. I get it. If they came out with uh, – hold on. Name any character, any fucking character that they come out with. He's going to have a big head, black eyes, and a tiny fucking body. I get it. I fucking get it. It's the same fucking stupid shit. It's oh, all the really same fucking characters. Huh? This one's really big and glows in the dark. When they come out with, like, a Dark Tower fucking Funko Pops, it'll be Idris Elba with a big head, black eyes, and a gun. They already have those, and you've obviously seen them. No, I haven't. I'm just making shit up. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. People waste their money on stupid fucking shit. You're keeping this stupid fucking company in business and buying dumb shit. Knock it off. Just, just reporting the San Diego Comic-Con news. Oh, yeah, by calling it Sweet Funko Pops. Sweet. Some, there are guys, there are some Sweet Funko Pops uh, that came out, guys. Uh, more big-headed baby toys. Black beady eyes came out, guys. It's pretty cool. Can't wait oh, for the man. next wave of black beady eyed, big head baby toys. Awesome. Star Wars Holy shit, guys. Uh, flipping out, dude. Some new designs of black, <laughs> black beady eyes, big ass head baby toys came out. Uh, really fucking cool, guys. Can't wait for that new IP of some big headed, black beady eyed, big ass baby head baby toys. Wow, guys, the Funko Pops changing the game with some new big headed, beady eyes, black eyed baby bullshit baby toys. Can't wait! Can't wait! You're changing the game, Funko! <laughs> And I'm crying. No, oh, it's, I, I get it. If if you guys are <laughs> no, if you guys are oh, really, yeah. if you guys are into Funko Pops, go ahead buy these things up. If you're Funko Pop completists and you gotta have them all or whatever, like I don't know, do it. I don't care. It's not my thing. I just I can't get started in that shit. So yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah, stay out. Oh, uh, uh, real quick. Last thing I want to end on. Ryan Johnson was asked by Good Morning American. Good Morning America. If uh, yeah, he was asked by a Good Morning American. <laughs> I almost said that. Yeah, it's like yeah, that uh, that guy, that American guy, who was always like good, good, good morning, America. I don't know. He's <laughs> eating some fucking apple pie. Yeah, he's eating apple pie and uh, his flag, waving his flag. Good morning. I'm American. Um, hey, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that guy to get his own Funko Pop. I wonder what they're going to do with him. Oh, if they're going to give him a big head and beady black eyes. 
<laughs> anyway, oh yeah, I can't wait for the hot topic exclusive where he's eating apple pie, huh, Jake? Anyway, Ooh. yeah, I know. Do you have a lead on that? Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Johnson. He was asked by Good Morning America if Benicio del Toro's character in Star Wars, who's been rumored as being this character named DJ, uh, was secretly. Rebels character Ezra Bridger and his answer was no he stated definitively that he is not Ezra Bridger so suck it all you fucking people that nah, I'm not going to get passionate and angry about this but no he's not Ezra Bridger people it's stupid it's yeah, dumb that is dumb yeah but you know Leave what it alone. these people are still <sighs> keeping hope alive that he's Snoke right yeah I was getting ready to say but he could be Snoke yeah That's- even even though Snoke Funko Pop could be an exclusive Ezra Funko Pop. Yeah, even though, you know, Andy Serkis and J.J. Abrams have both stated that the character is over a thousand years old, there's some people that still have it in their fucking, uh, their delusional little fucking mind somewhere that it's Ezra Bridger and they're going to tie it into Rebels. So, sure, whatever. Yeah, keep dreaming. Yeah. All right. Hey, Dan, thank you so much for staying up until 8 in the fucking morning over there. I feel sorry for you. You are very welcome, sir. It's been a fucking blast You're a as fucking always. trooper. But, yeah, Frank's not coming back for a while, so we're probably going to be calling upon the Army to join us every week when we do need a guest. So, yeah, just uh, just wait. It's the fucking uh, Pop Culture Leftovers uh, draft. We'll be drafting you. Yeah, when we fucking shine the fucking PCL symbol on you, you better answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure they will. So. <laughs> All right, guys. San Diego. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Talk to you later. Later. Take care, Rami. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. Ready like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before We don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Could it toss it, could it take it Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, clean erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over counterculture Push over pop culture Cool kids, what's to say has already been said. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And with a shaft, the crap, even though with the shit. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. Trap. Good and toss it, good and Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like 
Make a vulture carry over to the culture push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's his name's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture. Leftover, and the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftover, sure the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers. Hey, welcome to, uh, I guess, a little bit of a uh, bonus movie review here uh, on Pop Culture Leftovers after the main episode. And I am joined today with uh, Mr. Joe Martin to talk about Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Hey, what's up, Joe? Not much, Brian. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. Absolutely. Yeah, people, you might remember Joe from uh, our second-rate superfan days back in the day if you listened to that uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, you might even call me the death of second-rate superfans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like I know we played 20 questions, but, the, yeah, there was only one real question of how long is this going to fucking last? And how long before before Joe kills it? <laughs> so yeah, second rate super fans is dead. But let's talk about something that's alive and out in theaters right now. Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Uh, a dark force threatens Alpha, a vast metropolis and home to to a, uh, to species from a thousand planets. Special operatives Valerian and Laureline must race to identify the marauding menace and safeguard not just Alpha, but the future of the universe. It's directed by Luke Besson. Uh, it's written by Pierre Christen. It's based on the comic book series Valerian and Laureline by Jean-Claude Mizires. And uh, it's based on a uh, French comic book, I believe, is what I've read in the past. Uh, it stars, of course, Dane DeHane. Is it Dane DeHane or Dane DeHaan? I think it's DeHaan. Dane DeHane sounds like insane. You know, not the <laughs> not the rhyme, but you know, Dane DeHane, insane in the Dane DeHane, insane in DeHane. Um. Anyway, yeah, that was my uh, Cypress Hill. You probably have no idea what I'm talking about. Um. I I do I do. Okay, right on. Uh, I'm not that young. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Dane De, Dane DeHaan, uh, Carrie Delavine in this one, looking uh, much much different in this movie than she did in Suicide Squad as the Enchantress. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, wow, <laughs> wow. I'm I just, mean, yeah, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, is that the same actress? Man, she very, very beautiful woman. Uh, Clive Owen as uh, Commander Aaron Fillet. Uh, we had Rihanna as Bubble. Uh, Ethan fucking Hawk as Jolly the Pimp. <laughs> And Herbie Hancock is in this movie as defense minister. Uh, there's some other people in here. I'm not going to get into it too much. But you know what? Let's just jump into our ratings for Valerian and let people know, like, is this a fringe movie or is this something that everyone needs to go and see while it's out in theaters? And my question to you, Joe, is before you really get into rating it, um, what did you – did you see it in 3D? I did see it in 3D, yeah. I, yeah, I saw it in the real 3D. I was like – if this movie comes out, I've, you know, I've seen the trailer in 3D. Trailer looked 
pretty amazing, the 3D effects. I was like, I gotta see this in the real 3D. What did you think of uh, Valyrian and uh, the city of a thousand planets? All right. Before I rate it, I just want to say, like, for some reason in the last week, I just got so hyped for this movie. And I think it was because of, uh, after seeing Planet of the Apes, which I enjoyed, that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. It was, but it was heavy. It was a really heavy movie. Yeah. So looking at this one, I'm like, oh, it's going to be a fun, you know, space adventure with lots of colors and special effects. So I just got really excited for it. And uh, I was looking forward to it all yesterday. I went to see it. And I fucking tossed this movie, Brian. <laughs> Fuck this movie. <laughs> wow. Right out of the gate. Oh, my God. All right. What was your problems with Valerian? Okay. So it's called Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Yeah. Honestly, it should have been called Laureline in the City of a Thousand Planets. Uh, that, yeah. Well, hey, hey, I, I'm not going to argue with you there, man. You know, just like Mad Max Fury Road should have been Furiosa Road. You know, I'm not the first one to say that. This is the same thing. Yeah, and I mean, I say that because uh, Cara Delevingne, I think that's how you say it. Yeah. But uh, she was she was good in this movie. Like, she was, I really liked her character. I think they gave her a lot of bad dialogue, just like they gave every character in this movie. The dialogue in this movie fucking sucks. And uh, Dane DeHaan is terrible. Yes. Like, yeah. Man, he's so bad. They try to make him be like Han Solo and, you know, the suave guy that gets all the ladies. And I didn't buy it for one goddamn second. Right, right. Oh, wow. Um, I have a different rating than you. It's not a Tupperware. It is a high-tasted. I had a lot of fun in this movie. Oh, that's uh, good. That's good. Um, I... Uh, I, I, there, it did drag in the middle though. Um, and it's not, it, it's not because there weren't things happening and there's tons of things to look at this in, in this movie. I, I, th- I Tupperware the visuals in this film. It's, I do too. The visuals are just amazing. Um, there's a lot going on and if you're not paying attention, you will miss something and there's just a lot to look at. It did drag in the middle though and some of the action sequences, um, weren't the greatest. Um, I, I did not like Dane DeHaan as well. He was the biggest problem for me. Like, you're touting this movie as Valyrian and the City of a Thousand Planets, which makes me think that they're wanting to do more, like, more films. They're titling this, like, after Indiana Jones, like, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. You know, here we've got Valyrian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Like, I'm thinking, are you there? Oh, yeah. Hello? Yeah, anyway, uh, but yeah, I mean, they're basically touting this as like a Valerian movie, and it felt like he couldn't, he, he wasn't charismatic, and he really didn't like carry the film for the most part. I felt like Cara Delevingne did like a fantastic job in this film, in my opinion. I don't know, I, I, I just thought that, I, I don't know, I just thought it was like silly and goofy enough and fun enough that I, I actually got into the story at the beginning and then like again at the end i had a lot of fun with like all the different characters i was like what the fuck are we gonna see next oh my god all right so there's a little baby character shooting like a little like snot gun now like just weird weird scene after weird scene after weird scene and i was sucked in like if you have like i don't know like you know like the dog in that movie 
up where he sees like you know you like throw a stick and he goes after it or a ball or whatever like this movie is just that it's throwing you're getting distracted every other second because they keep throwing shit at you left and right yeah it's a two and a half hour version of the cantina scene basically and i liked it for that i don't know what i thought like the beginning was so fucking cool first off with like that planet i thought the planet was beautiful we're we're introduced to this this planet and this new world where these people live on that beach and they've they've got that pearl source that they have those little creatures and i don't know i just thought that that was visually amazing and like their planet is destroyed and then all of a sudden, then we go into kind of like, uh, it felt like an undercover mission that you would see in like a James Bond movie or like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where it's not set in our world. It's actually set like on another planet. And they're also, it's also being set it within an alternate dimension within the same space, I'm guessing. I mean, it was. It was absolutely, I thought the technology and the way they filmed that and like him being like the technology of like, once you're in that dimension, um, you've got to pull out, you got to pull your DNA out of that dimension and put it back into our dimension. I was like, this is insane. Yeah, I did like the first act of the movie a lot. Like I was into it for the first act completely. The only thing that I knew from the start that I hated was Dane DeHaan. He just, from the first scene he's in, he just bothered me. Like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's his, like, monotone-sounding voice or something. Like, I, I honestly don't know what it is that I don't like about his acting, but it, it's something. It rubs me the wrong way. All right, yeah, we're back. Sorry about that. Been having some mic issues. Apologize. I know people are, Joe, people are dying to hear our uh, Valerian talk. Yeah, it's like the high, most anticipated movie of the year. Yeah, it's, it's a hot movie. People are talking about Valerian. Tell me more about, like, 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 were you checked out of the movie? Was it just the story that wasn't doing it for you? Or was it just, like, Dane DeHaan just totally taking you out of the movie? It honestly was, it was mostly Dane DeHaan, to be honest. If they had gotten... Let's say, I don't know, Chris Pratt, for example. Mm-hmm. He's like the, the go-to guy for this sort of movie. I, I was thinking Channing Tatum. Oh, uh, yeah, he would work, except, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, Jupiter Ascending. I know. But... <laughs> I was thinking the same thing while watching this. I was like, why couldn't you have done this instead of that Jupiter Ascending? I think yeah. what made me toss this movie is that there was so much potential for me to love it. Yeah. I loved a lot of parts of the movie. But it didn't come together for me at all in the end. What about the the Rihanna dance scene with Ethan Hawke? I Hoff? hated it. Really? I love that. I, I think it sucked. <laughs> I did not like it one bit because it was just out of the blue, like nowhere. It was like a vignette. Like, where did? how did we get here? Like, what's the significance of this character? I mean, we're, we're spoiling it, are we? Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, all absolutely. Right. So, all right. Her, Rihanna's whole character... She's a shape-shifting uh, alien, you know? Yeah. So, is she in the movie for maybe, like, 15 minutes? I'd say give her the last half hour. I mean, she was also involved in that uh, fight that they had with uh, 
<laughs> with, with those with those one big Shrek looking creatures with the big yeah, eyes. The yeah. Yeah, so and then she dies, she like sacrifices herself for uh Valerian and Laureline. But she gives this like really heartfelt talk to uh Valerian about how, oh, you really liked my show, like, oh my god, I'm I'm so sorry that I'm about to die. Like you mean you meant so much to me because you liked my show. It's like, come on, that's not a good character. Well, I mean, she was. <laughs> no, I mean, none of these characters are like fantastic, well fleshed out characters. But it was. I thought like I, I loved the uh, the dance. I hate dancing and singing in movies, Joe. You know this from like I listening. Know. I hate that shit. But I loved this. I mean, she kept changing in and out of costume and, and I was just like, you know, she'd, she'd turn around that pole and come out with a different costume on. I was just like, what, ooh, what's she gonna be next? <laughs> you know, it, was, it was, it was well shot. I'll give them yeah, that. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. And, uh, I, I, I like it. I liked it when, um, you know, I mean, she was, uh, basically, Ethan Hawke's character, which was totally out of the blue. I did not see, I totally forgot he was in this movie. And when I saw him as Jolly the Pimp, I just was like, "All right, this is awesome. <laughs> this is Ethan Hawke as, as 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 a as like a science fiction, you know, pimp. This is crazy." Yeah, that was kind of cool. I kind of liked how there were so many uh, eccentric characters in this movie. Yeah, like uh, the tour guide on the first planet that yes yeah with the uh, other dimension he was he was really funny those three little creatures i forget what they called them like the dogger rocks or whatever they were oh the, oh the three jar jars oh no i was totally thinking like they were those uh insect creatures from men in black the ones that would smoke and oh, shit oh yeah yeah that too, i didn't think of that <laughs> yeah they look like uh gollum fucked an aardvark <laughs> <laughs> But I, I don't know, man. It all, it, it's all, it was all kind of wacky and crazy. Like when that big, gigantic, like creature was chasing them as they're like flying away on that hover bus. I, I loved it when they shot him into outer space and he fell back down. I laughed. I thought I, it was. I, I did like that. I liked everything on that planet with yeah. the whole interdimensional thing. Oh, that that was so cool. The tech was so cool, Joe. Yeah, but once they got to Alpha, yeah, like you know, yeah. I think the movie just stopped for me. I liked. I didn't. You're right. I th- there's there's a chunk in the middle there that I didn't really like, but I thought that it, it did start to pick back up again for me when when it did get to Jolly the Pimp and we had Rihanna's character of Blue. I I thought that that was just so out there and fun, and I was like looking at like the CG and the set design, and I was just thinking like, how did they design some of these sets like? Did they just grab random shit at like thrift stores and just like throw it up on the walls and stuff? Cause like, like that whole, uh, where, the, where he had like, uh, he check your guns at the door and he had like all these guns like hanging from like ropes on the ceiling and stuff. I'm like, what is, this is crazy. And then I don't know. I really enjoyed like the scene of like them serving that king troll, like the food. <laughs> And her with I, the, I did like that. And yeah. her with the gigantic fucking hat on. That looks so cool. <laughs> yes. And then, and then come to find out <laughs> he's got that, that like, like, uh, one of those old man shooty cigar snippers and he's gonna, he's gonna cut the top of her head off and then eat her. That was awesome. I yeah. like that a lot. It was, it was perfectly shaped like a plate with yeah. just the top of her head showing. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of like, uh, one of those, uh, <sighs> like 
like nacho serving trays. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just kind of want to talk about like how I'm just disappointed. That's what it is. I'm disappointed in this movie because it really could have been amazing if the casting and some of the dialogue was a little better. Well, this comes from Luke Besson who did fifth element. And what did you think about the fifth element? Because like, this is like along the same lines of like, you know, futuristic shit going on so this sci-fi feel but it's i mean here we are like 20 years later and it's way updated as far as cgi goes what'd you think of uh fifth element never saw it brian really okay then no i think you need to do a deep dive into into that film and kind of like see like where this movie came from its roots it's and i know that this is this is based off a French comic, but it's the same kind of like visual style, but now it's like totally updated CGI. I hate the fifth element and I, I got a lot more fun out of this. The fifth element, oh, I won't spoil it for you. Damn it. Yeah. Cause I don't want to spoil the fifth element for you. Um, the fifth element ending and this ending are a little bit alike though. There's like a speech about, sorry, I'm, one of my cats dropped some shit on the floor. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I, oh, I really want to get into the the similarities between Valerian and Fifth Element, but I don't want to spoil it for you. Um, I don't know. Clive Owen was kind of a, I mean, he he played, he's basically a just a character in this, and I think he played him okay. I I don't know. Um, I just think all the different alien designs were just so well done. I, I agree. I agree with all of the. Uh the positives you have about the movie yeah. but i guess like the acting didn't bring it down for you as much as it did for me uh dane DeHaan, the whole time i was thinking to myself like he's keeping this movie from being really good he really is you know he did single-handedly yeah. he made me toss the movie like i'm not gonna lie yeah i really hated his performance i thought the chemistry with them two started off really good I thought it started off really good like i was even trying to buy like the whole like i'm the ladies man blah 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 because i was just thinking to myself at least they're talking at least they're talking at least like this is not i hate it when movies come out like you know the new total recall reboot where it's not about the characters it's just about the cgi and showing off all the cool effects and all the cool gadgets and stuff like there's no that's all they're going by the name and just trying to show you a bunch of cool shit i felt like this even though it had all the cgi was still trying to back it up with like having characters have conversations and and us trying to get to know like who these characters are i just feel like somewhere in the second act of this film like dane dehan's performance went to crap and the chemistry between them went to crap and but other than that i other than that other than that gripe like i thought it was fun i was visually stimulated the whole time i felt like I felt like a baby in a car seat and daddy's jiggling the keys in front of my face. I'm just like, oh, look over there. Oh, what the fuck is that over there? Like, you could watch this literally a hundred times and still not see everything, every detail in this movie. Yeah, I agree. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I almost, I can't change my rating. It's a no. toss it still. But. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah. I mean, that. I think this movie's going to be very subjective. Like, this has, I think... I think it's going to be one of those movies that you either like it or you hate it. There's no in between. But for me, there is like, there are redeeming parts of it. Like, I'm not going to say it's complete shit. Like I did overall, I didn't like the movie, but there is a lot of cool parts about it. Like you remember the one scene, I think it's in the trailers too, where he, 
gets on his suit and he just plows through the wall and then they go on that like he starts running and then yeah. he breaks through all yeah. the stuff and goes like jetting through the water and mm-hmm. you see all these aliens glowing underwater like that was right. amazing yeah that was such a cool you know like cgi effect scene i enjoyed the uh what was it like um he was he had that device that would send him to the other dimension it's like this heavy device that's on his arm and uh that would have him virtually or i don't know i don't it it, it, it what did it do it's like it like your dna was then transported to that dimension it was such a i don't know such a crazy science fiction concept that i hadn't seen before this just felt like a, like i read a lot of comic books and like this felt like a comic book and i know it comes from a french comic book but this felt like a comic book put on screen for me and like it felt like I read I read a book called Copperhead. It felt like it had elements of Copperhead in it, and, and kind of like with all the different aliens and creatures, it kind of felt like Saga, but not as like adult themed. I don't know. It was just it felt like a crazy comic book where anything can happen, and it just had a comic book feel to it. And I I adored it for that. Um, I just felt like the acting of Dane DeHaan was was not that great, but I loved that. Um, the the little metal magnet balls that would attach to his metal piece on his arm and weighed him down. Yeah, when the uh, security is trying to get him. Yeah, I thought that that was like, wow, how creative is this guy? You know, I mean, the guy that wrote this story and then also Luke Besson to like put it all together. Like, it was eye candy. It was gorgeous to look at. It was just, and, and then on top of that, I got to look at Cara Delavine looking Della fine. It was. Oh my God. She was fine. I know. But she was also great in the movie. She like was. Her acting was good. Yes. Like there were a few lines where that they gave her that were just kind of stupid. Yeah. But overall, like I just wish that Dane DeHaan was cut completely out of the movie. Yeah, and it was Laureline and the City of a Thousand Planets. Yeah, yeah, no, or give her someone else to fall in love I with. Mean, that I mean, actually know. has charisma. There you go. Like, yeah, give her somebody. I'm thinking Chris, somebody around her same age. You know, like Chris Pine's maybe a little too old. She looks, she looks real young. Um, so Dane DeHaan is around her age. It's just like. He just had no charisma. And, like, you're calling the movie Valerian, and he's Valerian, and it's like, come on. Like, I thought... You know what sucks, too, is that the comic is actually called Valerian and Laureline, and they just took her name out of the title of the movie. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's crazy. That's so weird. And she was the best part. (laughs) She was the best part of it. She's not even in the title. I still, I still, man, I'm telling you, as far as like, like a 3D science fiction bubblegum experience, I, I had a lot of fun during this movie. Um, it did drag a little bit for me in the middle, but man, I'd say at the beginning, I, I love that world that we were introduced to and, and that, uh, and all the, all the different creatures and, um, the story of like how, of what the city of the thousand planets means and like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> for some reason, you know what I, you know what I, 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 I wear like, Oh, go ahead. You know what I'll Tupperware like beyond anything I've ever Tupperware in my entire life that what, is from this movie what's that? that could honestly get it to a taste it. If they were in the movie more were those fucking awesome 
black cyborg <gasps> or robot things. You know yes. What I'm about? Oh yes. Oh my god, How those were awesome. Cool they look. Those were amazing, dude. That looked like uh, straight up like it looked like up. It looked like looked like black updated Cylons from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I wish these were in Star Wars or something. Yeah, good. yeah. Like, I want those to be in Star Wars. Yeah, those were awesome. And I was thinking to myself, like, this movie, unfortunately, is not going to make its money back. Dunkirk is beating it. It's not going to make its money back. I never expected it to. I mean, I think, like, the budget, once it was converted over into U.S. dollars, was, like, a little over $220 million, which is insane for a movie. That's out of control. Yeah, which which means I have to go see it in the movie theater at the 3D in the 3D seats, um, but I don't. Yeah, I totally lost my track of thought. What were what were you what were you talking about? I just want to see oh, those, like, yeah. a whole movie about those robots. Yeah, I was thinking to myself like that's that's a damn shame that we're not going to see those again because they were awesome. Those 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 robots were amazing. Those should have been the battle droids in Episode One. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. But yeah, I was. I I'll be honest with you. I, I, do Do you want a sequel? You know, I do, but I don't <laughs> want Dane DeHaan in it. I want them to recast it. Maybe we find out he's dead, and like we can call the next one Lorleen. Maybe I it's Lorleen. It. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's never gonna happen though. Like I what know. you just said, that budget. Oh man. Oh, it'll never happen. Like they. They totally Jupiter, Jupiter ascended themselves. They John Carter themselves. I don't know if the marketing for this movie was good. Um, I mean, whatever happened to like some of these movies, like trying to work with fast food chains, you know? Yeah, you just see a McDonald's logo in in the big market. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you got McDonald's behind you, it's not going to hurt. Uh, but you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's kind of it's very much an unknown property and. You know, people people have already spent their money to go see Wonder Woman and Spider Man, and you know, so there's not a lot of left. Night people aren't going to take the family out to go see Valerian. You know, hey, let's go see Valerian, kids. Yeah, how many people were in your showing? Uh, there were six people. Six people. Yeah. yeah, it's about the same as mine, and mine was like the premiere showing. Oh wow, yeah, mine was today at like noon, but. I can't see there being that many more over the weekend. I, Dunkirk's definitely going to beat it handily, and and um, it's gonna it's gonna bomb, and we'll never see a sequel. Unfortunately, sci-fi will probably turn it into a, an original series in a few years. <laughs> sci-fi, sci-fi, yeah. We're the sci-fi network. We do science yeah, fiction. The, they'll do the Rihanna prequel story. <laughs> they'll, they'll have those those three little bald monkey guys with the penis snouts. Oh god, fuck so many parts of this movie. <laughs> to be like, it could have been so good, Brian. <laughs> I'm still gonna watch it again. Not in theaters. Do you, do you recommend people pay money to go see this in the theater? <laughs> Really? Do you? Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, hold on. It's, <laughs> oh man, yeah. Am I gonna, am I gonna ask people to take their hard earned money and throw it at Valerian this summer? Oh, I can't go that far, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say pass. 
don't see it. Definitely don't see it in 2D. There's no. No, if you're if you're gonna see it, you have to see 3D. It's beautiful, man. It's no, seriously, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's a, it's a gorgeous movie. There's a lot to look at, man. It's and and I don't know. I had fun. I thought it was fun, man. I was never bored. There might be like a little bit in the middle where it dragged a little bit, and I was kind of like, ah, Dane DeHaan. Ugh. I I loved when he crashed. <laughs> oh, when he crashed. Yeah. I love that part. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool, though. I mean, she rescued him. He rescued her. Blah, blah, blah. Eh. I, oh, oh, shit. Uh, when the... I don't even know what, like, the, the main aliens were called. The Those uh, that lived on the seashell planet. The, the I don't tri- know if they had a name. They were just from uh, the the planet Mule. Yeah. Mule. Mule. Yeah, the planet Mule. When they shot those, uh, those cum guns, do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they shot these guns and like all of a sudden it looked like everybody just got like jizzed on. It was I did kind of laugh in that scene, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> oh man. And then he it looked like he had like Drony from Spider-Man Homecoming like laser him out of that come um yeah. c- come cocoon. The come cocoon. <laughs> The cum coffin. <laughs> cum coffin. The cum coffagus. Um, yeah. All right, one last thought. What yeah. did you think about the uh, the pearl-shitting little little mouse things? <laughs> of course you're going to ask me what I thought about those things. I liked it when she put it in the microwave, and then it, it got healthy again. <laughs> yeah, she, she puts it in the microwave. It just needs a little dose of radiation, and it's all good. I don't know. It just, it was a cute little thing. I thought it was funny that like whatever you fed it, it would then shit. Whatever you fed it. Oh, it didn't just shit. It just <laughs> like projectile diarrhea pearls everywhere. Well, it was fu- Okay. So like, okay, here's the thing. Like this thing looks like a little cute, like little baby dragon. And, uh, and she fed it like a diamond from her ring, right? And then yeah, it, I think so. Then it started shitting diamonds all over the, this movie. Sound? If you have not seen this movie, none of this is not making any sense. This is just like gibberish. We're talking about a uh, little little creature shitting diamonds, but yeah, that's ha- that happens. And then he shits pearls later. Well, there's so many like random aliens and stuff going on in this movie. Like that's what I said earlier. It's a lot of vignettes. Yeah. Like, some of the vignettes are better than others. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It all. It it worked for me. It all came together and it worked for me. I I really liked it, man. I, it's a high taste it for me. I don't know. I I I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna hate it, you know. And I guess and I thought I was gonna love it. Yeah, it's all about expectations. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I was just kind of like, I'd say the first fifteen twenty minutes in, I'm just sucked in. I'm just like, all right, this is like a uh, undercover uh, spy movie. On another planet, it's interdimensional. Uh, aliens, this this is crazy. This is like this is nuts. I'm digging it. Let's do this. So yeah, I would have walked out. if I had known the rest of the movie. I would have walked out right after that scene. <laughs> it was good. It, it was, was good yeah, opening. Yeah, if if that was just a short film for you, then it might have been a Tupperware. Just that one part. Oh yeah, I completely Tupperware that whole yeah. first planet. 
Yeah, I I enjoyed the Rihanna scenes too, like the the dancing and Jolly right, the get pimp. Get out of here! And... You were you were just looking at her. No, 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 no. It, it, <laughs> no, no. She she's a gorgeous woman. I'm not gonna lie. And I hate dancing and singing in movies. I hate it. I won't watch musicals. Uh, I'll see a musical live in person because I think you're really witnessing somebody's talent when you're doing that. It's something about the atmosphere and the actual experience, you know. But as far as, like, watching it in movies, I, I don't give a shit. I can't stand it for the most part. Um, but I just thought the way, like, the different costume changes and the special effects and and I just thought it was really well played. I had a lot of fun with it. And it made sense because, you know, I've seen Luke Besson's, you know, Fifth Element. And they're singing in that one, too. There's an alien singing, like, a futuristic opera song. And, and um, so... He did it again here. So, yeah, he's playing the hits a little bit. I don't know. But for some reason, even though this had a similar speech in it to, let me just say, the love speech. Let me just throw that out there. Even though it had the similar speech in it, I still really enjoyed this movie. <laughs> and I would, for you. I would be for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll definitely watch it again. And it's something um, that I know will never get a sequel. But man, I, I'm actually it has me curious to read these comic books. I hope they get them. If they're not translated in English, it's something I definitely would want to check out. But yeah, Joe, thanks a lot for joining me, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. No problem. Put put Cara Delevingne in Star Wars. That's all I'll say. Oh man, she should have been Jyn or so. Oh, imagine that would have been great. Yeah, either her or Tatiana Maslany. Man, I just that uh, Felicity Jones is uh, just hot garbage in my opinion. Worst part of that movie was her her performance. Yeah, yeah, you're big on that. You're big on the whole performances thing, right? Somebody takes you out of it, you're like taken out of the whole movie. I really am. Yeah. I don't know. That's my thing, I guess. Yeah. I, sometimes I can overlook a bad performance here and there, um, you know, if, if the rest of the stuff is powerful. Like, But, uh, yeah, this was too much for you with Dane DeHaan, man. Yeah, I mean, he, he sucked it up in The Amazing Spider-Man, too, as well, you know? Yeah, like, if Dane DeHaan was a side character in this movie, that's yeah. fine. Like, whatever. I would overlook right. it. But he is Valerian. Yeah. Man, you know, you know who would have been a good uh, Valerian? Was uh, Anton Yelkin? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, would have been great. Rest in peace, man. He would have been a fantastic Valerian. I think he, I think he could have pulled it off. You know, you know. I, I think he's charming enough to pull it off. So he was charming enough. I, I loved him as an actor. I thought he was really good. Did you ever see Green Room? Uh, no, I didn't. Check it out, man. Patrick Stewart, Anton Yelkin. It's. It's really, really good. Um, I don't like a lot of like horror slash thriller movies that come out these days. Green Room was fantastic. But anyway, that was our review of Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. And Joe Martin gave you a thousand reasons not to see the film. (laughs) (laughs) But thanks a lot, Joe. Uh, If our listeners want to check out more Joe Martin, how can they do so? All right, well, I started a bumper series for Game of Thrones this season. If you guys want to check that out, it's uh, called Tonight's Watch on Bumpers. And it's also on iTunes uh, now, right? Yeah, it is on iTunes, yeah. Yeah. So just search uh, Tonight's Watch on Bumpers or iTunes and watch along with us every week. And I was on the the first episode, correct? You were on the first episode. Yeah. Good call. (laughs) I was on the first episode with you. And so it's going to be you and Sarah, your girlfriend, reviewing... Uh, each episode after, correct? 
Yep, that's correct. Uh, she just watched the first episode now. She just got back from a vacation, mm. so excited for episode two on Sunday. Yeah, I'll be uh, definitely be listening to tonight's watch. You can download it on iTunes, or if you have bumpers, definitely download it there. Um, go back, listen to the old second-rate superfans. My favorite episode has to be the 20 questions. No, it's not. <laughs> I can feel the cringe coming from my from into my headphones during that episode. <laughs> I told you before we recorded that one. I was like, Joe, it's gonna, it's a bad idea. It's not gonna work. It was worth it. <laughs> it was quite the experiment. All right, Joe. Thanks a lot, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. See you, Brian.